When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. The rumors and nastiness about her? Well, can do that. Do you I know think- what? You want me to go there with her husband? I can go there. Don't. with me. Okay, tell her to off. Don't fuck with me. Tell her to fuck off. The room is... <laughs> What's up, folks? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is your boy, Ryan, and this is your Monday episode. We had to start it off with a Meredith Marks original from this season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And I was just thinking... I was just thinking because I, I wanted to hear that. I, I wasn't even planning on playing it, but I have this little sa- soundboard and that clip is in it. And I was like, you know what? I just want to hear it for, for for my own personal happiness. And then I was like, I got to play it for these guys because and it it just goes to show these shows, these Bravo shows, reality shows, pop culture. They're still making amazing things like that moment will truly stand the test of time. I mean, you could put, put that Put that in your hope chest, put that on your vision board, put that in a time capsule. Let's put that sound clip in a time capsule of like the womb. If I want to go for the jugular and talk about the <laughs> the rumors and nastiness. <laughs> you mean it? <laughs> beginning of the show i'm so sorry for anybody that's joining us for the first time come on in the water is fine i'm just laughing my ass off of <laughs> like you listen i'm telling you if that's a like a, a show that's like a, has a script written you're not going to get better than meredith mark and and as a performer like if i ever get hired as an actor again and i ever get to say the word rumors in a scene you know I'm going to go, do you <laughs> These shows are still bringing it. I'm sorry. We are in the heyday of housewives. You know, we have OGs and we will always appreciate them. They'll always be part of the fabric of Bravo and things that we love. But we are still producing stars. We are still making moments happen. Listen, I thought Housewives was going to go downhill the moment Aviva 
through her fake leg at a restaurant in New York, but we have proven to have some really good moments. And this week is going to be another good moment. I hope it's a good moment for you guys. Let's have some good moments together. This show today, you got a wild one. You got Lex Nico back with us for the pop culture roundup. We love Lex Nico. Had a great conversation with her this morning. Then we're going to do more solo pop culture stories, which I got to record in a minute. And then as a special treat to you guys, I'm here in Gilbert, Arizona with my dad and me and my dad had like a 20 plus minute conversation about how he's doing. And you guys have said how much you uh, have enjoyed hearing how he's doing and what he has to say. So I'm glad to have him back on. And I think it's just good to be able to express yourself, especially during these times. So I want to encourage him to do this as much as possible. Ah, oh my God. I'm at the, <laughs> you guys, I'm at this, I'm at, I'm in the, uh, the little office in my parents' place, and this I have this little janky ring light I got from the dollar store. Like, literally got it from the dollar store. Which, by the way, it was from the dollar store, and then it cost eight bucks. Shouldn't that be illegal? There's no way you should be paying. If it's a dollar store, I feel like you shouldn't. There shouldn't even be an $8 option. for. It's not the $8 store. Regardless, that's what you just heard. It just fell. Um so anyways, yeah, dad comes on and we talk, chat. Uh, by the way, I posted a picture of my dad today. Some girl on Instagram said, uh, hey, you know, maybe now's not the time, but do you think your dad would date me? And I was like, holy shit. I mean, this guy, I mean, this guy could be the golden bachelor down the line, which I bring up in our conversation. But how the heck are you guys doing? How was your weekend? Did you do everything that I wanted to do? I drove to Arizona. That took a long time. Did you did you have fun? Did you did you tie one on for me? Uh one of my uh friends Amelia and she listens to the show she sent me pictures she was at DJ James Kennedy's concert last night I love that these Vanderpumpers are still out there on the road doing it and I was just like oh my god tell me if he does any like Sandoval's a liar but I never heard back so I'm hoping he still does the Sandoval's a liar unless he's one of the people that have completely made up with Sandoval again so anyways let's get a couple of business points out of the way before we hit Lex Nico. Uh, this show is so bad, it's good with Ryan Bailey. We do four to five shows a week. We do even more over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad, it's good. Uh, the baddies over there, that's what we call uh, call ourselves because, you know, we're ba- baddies. Yeah. At first, I thought that was so cheesy and it's still a little cheesy, but that's okay. That's so bad, it's good. Um, it is, I did a two hour recap of the first two episodes of Tom Sandoval's podcast. My recap of those first two episodes are longer than the podcast itself. So if you are scared to listen to Tom's podcast, you can get a full, pretty much solo rendition of that podcast through me on the Patreon. I also did a full recap of last week's Real Housewives of New York, and we will be starting the Kardashians this season over on the Patreon as well. Uh, so you have a lot of options over there on the Patreon. I give away so much content anyways, but if you want to be a part of the gang, the group, we do a live Patreon each month. Uh, do that, man. Also, uh, Maritza put together the Substack. We started a Substack, which I think is super cool. And it's just a bunch of me and Maritza and Sandra, our recommendations for what we're reading, watching, listening to eating. I think Maritza recommended olives this week. So that's, that's good. Yeah. So that's over there. You can sign up really easily. So bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey dot substack.com. It's free. And it also, you can catch up on the shows. It'll give you a description for each show that we've had because last week, man, that was crazy. It feels like a month ago we had Jack Osborne. We had four people from the cast of selling the OC. 
We had Sophie Ross. Uh, and then we did a full recap of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I mean, that's a pretty damn good week. And this week's going to be great, too. That's Yeah, I'm saying that like it's a threat. It's going to be good. How about that? Yeah, come at me. Come at me. <laughs> um, oh, you guys. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Okay, if you like this show, please like this show. Please. Uh, please consider leaving a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can do both. It does help me. It also helps the company Betches that I'm with, you know, show them that they didn't make a mistake in, in adding me as an official Betch, uh, which we, we don't we don't want them to think it's a mistake. Not yet, at least. Let that a couple more months and then they can then they can think about that. I'm going back to New York the week after next for a Betches event, which I'm really excited about. And it's really nice. I, uh, w- one of the things that I uh, was really wanting when I joined Betches was to be part of a team. Was it like to bounce things off of people or for if they had ideas and, you know, how to like get this show out there even more. And it's like all these people, like it's wild. They've got such an awesome setup over there. I've learned how to like edit in new ways, which you'll be hearing probably more over the course of the next couple of months. I'm editing on like all new software. So it takes so much longer, but I'm trying to get adept at it. So that's wild. Uh, Trying to get the courage to make videos and show my face more, which I hate. Oh my God. I hate like, I know we're not supposed to say I hate, but I hate fucking showing my face and all that stuff. So I'm trying to get used to that because I know that's a big thing, which by the way, you can watch a lot of the episodes on YouTube, but Medita uploads all that and puts the graphics on. And I don't really watch it after that because I find it hard to watch myself. So I know that's probably not a big selling point to you guys. Hey, I can't stand watching me sign up for our YouTube. That'll be fun. But anyways, uh, that's all going good. And I get to talk to so many cool people this week. Uh, Sandra reached. I mean, there's just a real, there's just a bunch of people. And that's the thing. I, I said this on Friday. It's just the coolest job. It's the hardest job I've ever had, but it's the coolest job. I get to talk to so many people. I get to read books. I get to watch shows just to talk to people. Do you know that's a dream? In fact, I was just talking to my dad. Uh, you know, we we talked, and then I was like, "Well, I got to go in the other room and finish watching Real Housewives of New York for work." That's like the dream fucking sentence, or it could be the saddest sentence known to man. But to 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 get to a point where I'm like, I have to watch this show to talk about it. Are you kidding me? That's the dream. That's the dream. So we are living out the dream right now, folks. And I hope you are living out yours as well or getting to at some point, uh, you know, because this isn't about money. This isn't about, it's just, it's just, I can't explain it more than this is just the dream to be able to do this, to have all those things that I have downloaded in my head since I was born, all these pop culture references and shows and music that I love to be able to talk about it in any fashion with some of the best people out there. Man, and for you guys, some of the best listeners in the world, to take something from it, why am I all of a sudden so grateful? I'm I'm disgusting myself. Okay, so there's that. There's the Patreon. Okay, we did all of that. There was a couple more things. Oh, here's a show note. I'll be on Jeff Lewis Live on Sirius XM this week. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Now, the Jeff Lewis booking, uh, I was supposed to be on his show before my mom passed away. And I had to cancel. 
And they were so cool and understanding about it. And I got to say, I really thought I wasn't going to get that opportunity again. I was like, oh, well, that that pat that that time has passed. But they reached back out to me and and or through Betches and and I get to be on this show this week. So I'm really thankful for that. I hope it goes good. What if I'm that guy that Jeff completely hates and he's like, take it down a notch, bud. But I've gotten so many messages since he posted it. And I'm like, oh my God, so much pressure. I'm going to be sweating my ass off. And Justin Martindale is going to be on with me. I've never met him before, uh, but people say really great things about him. So I am just excited. I hope it really goes well. Send a good thought out there for me that I don't completely fucking blow it. Um, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope you guys all listen. Okay. So we had that. We had that Substack. Oh. Another thing about Meditza, so she made that Substack. Also, she texts me when I'm driving in and says, "Hey, could I send a bunch of Colby Jack cheese to your house from Costco because it's my favorite cheese, and they don't deliver to where I live, and then you can come drop it off to me when you drive back to drive back to Los Angeles." And I got to tell you, I was on the highway on the ten. And I was listening to an audiobook and just in my own world. And I looked down, I get this text. I think, but he's just joking. I think she's like, wait, what? She's having a bunch of Colby Jack cheese delivered to my house. That's not, and I said, sure. Like I thought it would, because Benita says a lot of wild things. So I said, sure. Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden she literally did. She's like, okay, what time are you going to be there? 11 to one, one to three, like delivery windows for Colby Jack cheese. And I was like, I don't, I think, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to be at the house. And sure enough, I'm talking like, I'm talking like 12 blocks of Colby Jack cheese gets delivered to the doorstep today. And my dad is like, wait, what? Like, he's like, that's a, that's a lot of cheese. Like she just, she she just wanted all that cheese to. I I think he thought it was like are drugs in the cheese. Like I think he thought there was some kind of Maria full of grace drug mule situation going on. I was like, no, I I I don't know, Dad. She says it's her favorite cheese. I I don't know. He's like, okay, and she wanted that all delivered here. I'm like, yeah, Dad. I I don't I don't know. Like yeah, I I yeah. And so then when I leave, I've got to go do a drop off of cheese on my way out of Arizona. I got to stop and do a cheese drop off of like 30 pounds of Colby Jack cheese. Like what, what is going on? <laughs> what is going on? I truly, I was like, what? Wait, I really, I thought she was so punky. I thought she was not serious at all. And it turns out she's in love with this Colby Jack cheese. Okay. Uh, moving on to our baddie birthday shout out. We're the baddies, and we got some birthdays this week, some people I care about, and uh, some people that have been listening and and part of the show from the beginning. First off, I want to say a very happy birthday to Kate Legaco, which who she's, her and her sister, Kara, are very excited I'm going to be on Jeff Lewis, so happy birthday, Kate. You're amazing. Amy Field, who's been on the show a bunch in the Patreon, a happy birthday to Amy Field. She's awesome, lives in Seattle. We got Bethany Garcia, who is amazing as well. She has a birthday, I think, uh, today or yesterday. Bethany Garcia, but like, she's awesome. One of my favorite influencers. And as you know, I don't love influencers, but I love Bethany. So happy birthday to Bethany. We got Danny Pellegrino with a birthday uh, tomorrow. So happy early birthday to Danny Pellegrino. I get to talk to Danny this week. 
uh, about his new book. And I'm very excited about that. So you'll be able to hear that soon. And then Medita put herself at the end of the month, but that's not this week at all. So those, so Medita doesn't get a birthday shout out. By the way, I know what to get Medita for her birthday. Just a fucking shitload of Colby Jack cheese. My God. Okay, folks, that is enough of the business side of things, but you're good, right? We, you're good. We, if you have anything you want to talk about, we can't. Okay, let's just get to Lex Nico with the pop culture roundup. We talk about it all. We talk about uh, we talk about sports. I watched a sports docu series this weekend on Netflix about David Beckham, and I don't. You guys know I'm not a big fan of sports. I think I'm becoming a big fan of sports. You put a documentary around these sports. I watch it. I'm just sitting there. I was so into this four part docu series on Netflix. I loved it. I I just kept thinking though, every time this guy kicked a ball, it's like my knee is so shattered. Like I was just like, oh, my knee would fall off right there. My knee would fall off right there. Uh, but it, it was great. It was so, it was really great. Also, we'll go into what to watch this week on uh, on the flip side. But we talk about uh, David Beckham. We talk Taylor Swift. We talk Kardashians. We talk housewives. We go around the world with all the pop culture stuff. Uh, and Lex Nico, one of the best there is. So let's get to that, and I'll see you guys on the flip side. Bye. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You guys, welcome to an all new week of So Bad It's Good. Listen, weeks are tough, but hopefully we can get you through it with some laughs and maybe point you in the right direction of things to watch or things to stay away from. Who knows? I've got one of my favorite people with us today to start us off. You've heard her on this show many times. You've probably seen her on TikTok. You've probably seen her on Instagram. I mean, she would fight this, but I call her an influencer. I mean, she works with Pinterest. She was just in an article for Vogue Business talking about the NFL having a moment because of Taylor Swift. I mean, she's a sports girly. And as you guys know, the last couple of weeks, I'm a sports girly now. So it's just two sports girlies chatting about sports and entertainment and all of that stuff. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, Lex Nico. Thank you, Lex, for being here. Hi, (laughs) that was amazing. (laughs) 
I mean, listen, I'm a sports girly now because of Taylor Swift and this Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. thing, but it goes so much deeper. And I'm ashamed of myself because I always said I will never get into sports. And now I'm getting into sports. Now, <laughs> here you are, Ryan, bend it like Bailey, your name. Bend it like Bailey. <laughs> love that. It's perfect. Yeah. Well, I, there's a note that pops up on Riverside. You can put in like, you know, your title and I put bend it like Bailey because this weekend, this is how into sports I am. There was a, a new four-part docu-series on Netflix called Beckham. And mm-hmm. I know David Beckham because, you know, like I knew like a Victoria and Posh Spice and I knew about their relationship, but I don't like sports. I knew he was a soccer player, but not not much more than that, but just seeing yeah, him in the where, cover stories. Ended. <laughs> yeah, but I got sucked into this four-part docu-series and I found my, I texted my buddy Nick like the second episode, I said, I think I'm into soccer now. Like, why do I like sports documentaries and sports blind items and Taylor Swift? Why do I like that stuff way more than watching the actual sports? I think because you're finding an intersection between what you enjoy, which is the gossip and the culture, but then also like the pomp and circumstance of these athletes. Like these athletes are like these niche celebrities, you know, like and David Beckham is not niche. Let's like put that on the yeah, table. Yeah, it was like it, niche. They're making close yeah. to billions, a billion yeah. dollars. Like Travis Kelsey was famous in his own right in the football community, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he was mainstream media, but now we're bringing them in and it opens, it like unlocks this new level of celebrity and culture that you get to dissect and analyze. And that's why I think we get so caught up in it. So interesting. So I'm very, this is even good for me because I'm so known in cheesy, cringy pop culture. But then now that I'm bringing sports into it, it just elevates my brand Uh even that much. Like what if you started dating a female footballer and then suddenly it's Ryan and you're the wag and oh my God, they're brought into the Bravo world. (laughs) She's in this Vogue article, you guys being interviewed, which is huge. Like, I mean, like I, like Vogue, even for me is is huge. What is WAG? W-A-G. So it stands for wives and girlfriends. So wives and girlfriends of like sports people. Of sports. So it's like any athletes, it stands for wives and girlfriends of a professional athlete. So, you know, it's these women or partners, let's say, that will follow around their partner through where they're traveling, what they're doing, because, you know, I'm sure if you well, you did watch the entire Beckham um, docuseries, you saw like every five seconds he's moving, you know what I mean? And like, you kind of have to just go along with it. So these women, you know, Victoria is an entrepreneur in her own right, but a lot of these women just end up, you know, following their husbands with their families and they're taking care of the home and taking care of the children and they're the wags and, you know, getting doused in fashion. Now we put, we put Taylor Swift as a wag almost. Right. I know. Taylor Swift is like this era's Victoria the, Beckham, which is kind of fascinating. Well, I mean, Taylor Swift, don't you think she is, if potentially this continues, would be the most successful wag of all time? I mean, absolutely, yes. But if we're looking like 90s to now, apples to apples, when David yeah. and Victoria like got together, the Spice Girls were everything. Like, well, It's kind of crazy. To, I, I wonder if we could go back and draw some similarities. Oh, I mean, I'm sure you could, but even just financially, I'm thinking with the Spice Girls, you had to split that that five donut ways. up five ways. <laughs> and then with Taylor, she gets like the, you know, by the way, because another story this week was, I keep talking about the AMC Taylor Swift Eras movie. It has a hundred million dollars in pre-sales 
before even before it's released, it has a hundred million dollars of people that have already bought in tickets, which now beats Marvel movies because Marvel movies, all their pre-sale, I mean, you know, a big bunch is pre-sales, but it's that first weekend people coming out that have not bought tickets. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift fans have bought and purchased those tickets. It's already money in the bank. So I have a question on that because I actually yeah. haven't done a ton of research. Like I will probably go see this and I will probably go see the Beyonce one in theaters too. But Oh, I already got my we, tickets for Beyonce. I already got <laughs> are it. We getting already anything, got are we getting anything extra in those movies or is it simply the concert from like a very well-filmed <sighs> angle? <laughs> what do you mean an extra? Do you mean like, do they strap you to a chair and like bounce no, you like, around? No, do we get any behind like... the scenes? Like, you know, okay, documentary wait, wait. style? Oh, yes. So with Beyonce's Renaissance in the trailer, you see a lot of backstage footage. You see a lot of the preparation. So I assume in that. But with Taylor Swift eras, I'm not sure. That's a big mystery. I I think she would be remiss to not show us that because I think that would be cohesively a lot better in a movie. Because everybody, my big, the big argument, I was talking to my sister last night, who's a huge Taylor Swift fan. She's like, well, I saw the concert. I don't know if I want to sit and see the concert again. But I would love to see like backstage footage and more like docu-series, documentary type. And I was like, yeah, but I think that that'll be a surprise. I'm sure there will be, but it'll be interesting. Um, So could you explain to me with this Beckham thing? So he's Mm -hmm. a footballer, you guys. He's a soccer player. He's beautiful. The only funny thing, he has this little tiny, he's like, hey, what's going on? I'm David Beckham. How you doing? Like he has this really tiny, you expect like, because he's so like kind of manly. Yeah, he's like. I've got a soft voice. I love Victoria. He seems obsessed with Victoria from like day one. The the problems in his soccer career, it almost gets pushed towards Victoria where the soccer managers and, you know, like they kind of blamed her for Mm -hmm. every mistake that David made. Um, But then could you draw that line of his son, Brooklyn, is now married to uh, who's who's he married? Nicola Powell. Nicola Peltz, who comes from a billionaire family, mm-hmm. and she gets a lot of heat in the press, I've noticed. Um, and there's like um, supposedly bad blood between Victoria and Nicola. Isn't that interesting, though? Because I would say like, well, wouldn't they get along because they were very similar in the sense of people like kind of talking down about them being women? So here's my thought, my hot take on this, Okay. I think the media has curated this beef between Nicola and Victoria because in my recon, because I'm crazy and I have no life, um, I went through like Nicola's uh, Instagram pictures like of recent and things like that. And like Victoria is commenting on every single one with her signature kisses, VBXX. You stay away from my son. This is a horrible picture. You look ugly. She's like complimenting and and like posting or commenting on every single photo pretty much. So it's like, I really think that that's something like, you know, buzz that the media just like struck a match and it took fire. I don't know if that's really real. And the one thing I'll say from watching this documentary is like, whether it's embellished or not for the cameras, like Victoria does seem to be quite self-aware of like how the media misinterpreted a lot of her and her relationship with David. I don't think oh, she's yeah. self-aware about the Rolls Royce situation, but <laughs> about being working class. Oh, we'll get, but... <laughs> yeah, I'll get to that. The ne- that was the next thing I wanted to get to. Uh, so, yeah, but she's self-aware she of how the media plays a part. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. what you're talking about, though, and the docuseries, <laughs> then I had to start looking it up. The docuseries covers some uh, an infamous cheating uh, debacle with David Beckham. 
But then there's more cheating debacles that they, but the documentary, you know, it, it, it kind of covers it, but in a very light way of, yeah, that was the toughest time of our life, but we got past it. Not really acknowledging if it happened or not. Yeah. But then, yeah, there was like this thing where he was potentially cheating with one of his daughter's friends, teachers or something like that or something. What, what, do you, what was the rumor? So the rumor is that he was um, the rumors. In the the rumors. Room. That's Meredith. The rumors about the was that it was a woman. I think she was like a television, a media personality, television presenter, Rebecca Luz. And so there is an article here in the Daily Mail. So take it with a grain of salt. She was a Dutch <laughs> model and presenter, and there were claims that they had uh, an affair. But An she affair. just posted, hello, winter. She, so they say she's broken her silence after David Beckham and Victoria discuss it. So she was his former PA. Um, okay. And all she did was post on Instagram. So that's totally clickbait. Uh, she posted an Instagram story. So there is no update. But her no Instagram update. story was hello, winter? Yes. Early okay. as usual. Because I don't know. I guess if wherever she lives, it was snowing. <laughs> um <laughs> So we can't take anything from that. That means nothing. So we can take nothing from that. Thank you, Daily Mail, for yeah. the clickbait. You trapped me. I love when Daily Mail does that of like, she finally <laughs> responds and then has nothing to do with the article no. that they want to have you believe. So I, what I found interesting, and I used to be very much, and let me know what you think. I used to be of the opinion that like, if you don't, like the fact that they didn't say it didn't happen, um, like means that it happened. But now oh, I've kind God. of like changed my tune on that. Wait, you changed your tune on that? Yeah, like not in this incident, but in certain situations, I sometimes feel like some people don't comment at all because they're like, if you don't believe me, I don't owe you the explanation. Like, I think I've just met more people like this, but I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I also want to believe that it didn't happen. Well, listen. Ryan is I giving me say- the biggest side eye right now. Just the, well, the way the documentary handles it is that they don't even say if it's true or not. They cover it, but they don't like actually like ever admit that he did it. So it's a really interesting way to cover it, which leads me to believe he definitely he- did it. But what's shocking to me, and this shows you how we all like how us men truly like we are, we suck and we're animalistic in this. And I don't want to say animalistic because that's almost an excuse is that we just make poor choices. And we do think with the wrong head most of the time is that this guy, this David Beckham, you know, the one thing you can't argue is he is obsessed with Victoria Beckham. He's mm-hmm. obsessed with her. The Like from the day one, he's obsessed with her, needs to be around her. It's codependent as hell, but he yeah. still cheated. Like he still cheated. And it, you can trace that line back to Bravo. You can trace that back line to men in your own lives. It doesn't matter. This guy was obsessed with her and he still cheated. I know. It's actually like kind of wild. Like he... I think what was so interesting was how much he spoke about how his mood would change when she wasn't around. And like, yes, it affected they, his playing, there, it affected it everything. It affected his game and his emotional state and whatever. And you're right. And he still cheated. So, you know, that gives me hope. <laughs> wait, what? It gives you hope for what? Like, literally, the hope it should give. Wait, the hope, yeah, the hope it should get everybody is no hope is that you will be cheated on. Yeah. Does not matter if you're the hottest person in the world. Doesn't mean if he loves you, you will still be cheated on. Yeah. Also, so I wanted just... to point out something. This is interesting. Did you know this was directed by Fisher Stevens? Fisher oh, Stevens. Oh, you know I did. So Fisher Stevens, you guys, you would know him most recently from the show Succession, mm-hmm. where he. Um, I'm trying to find what's he his, played I'm Hugo Baker. His 
Yeah, he played Hugo. And but Fisher Stevens, if you go back, his history in acting and, and even just who he did, like he had a long term relationship with Michelle Pfeiffer for a while. This guy mm-hmm. in the 90s, like really dated He's an OG. a lot of OG. But like you anyways, he directs this and I think he did a great, fantastic job. I was in it all four episodes. I loved it. Yeah. And so what actually or the rumor is that David Beckham went to Leonardo DiCaprio and Leonardo DiCaprio suggested Fisher Stevens to David. But it's interesting because it's like you hear him in the background, like they must have developed a personal relationship. It feels like they're all very intimate and close, right? Like even Victoria. Um, I love those things. Yeah. Finish your sentence and I have a question for no, you. No, I just I love the part of the documentary when it was at his house and he was showing off how organized he is with his clothing. He picks out his clothing <laughs> for the entire week now. Like how into fashion, how OCD he is in terms of cleaning. He'll be like, yep. I, I clip the wicks of the ca- candles every night. I clean everything. Victoria doesn't appreciate it. Like it shows you how obsessive this guy is. And those are the little things that really just draw you in like that's the stuff mm-hmm. i'm like shit they need to make a reality show of every football game and I, it would make me so much more interested in watching every football game it's so fascinating he's like so meticulous like when he's cooking and like wiping down everything you know he's kind of like he's ocd not kind of you know yeah. it's very interesting um but i wanted to ask when they came to la galaxy and they had the welcome david party and who hosted it but not Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes at the time, and then Will and Jada Pinkett Smith. And I'm like, <laughs> was this like an early, were they trying to get him into the Scientology? Scientology. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, I do think that is like, yeah. I mean, I think that would, obviously, they, I, and I remember that at the time there were articles about that. And because, by the way, a lot of people don't know that Will and Jada Smith, they started a school that actually taught a lot of Scientology principles oh, no. for kids. So it's, you know, it is within the realm of possibility that they would try to bring those kind of two superstars because Scientology, in a lot of ways, their most successful years when they were able to recruit big time celebrities, whether it be John Travolta, whether it be the Tom Cruise, who is the number one famous Scientology Mm -hmm. Scientologist of all time. I mean, they really, by the way, they need to get their recruitment up. They need to get somebody (laughs) big soon because the Danny Masterson stuff happened. And I don't know. So. It is, of course, I think that's part of it. But I don't know. I, I was just really blown away. So I recommend this docu-series, even if you're not into sports. I was so into it. Moving to Taylor Swift today, what is the word? Like, we're doing this early in the morning. When does the Chief, is she going to the Chiefs game today? Is she not? We need, the local economy needs help wherever this game is playing. I mean, I haven't heard any rumors of her going to the game today. But I'm also, it's in Minnesota. So they're playing the Minnesota Vikings. But- What I'm curious about is because from the last two weeks, there had been so much chatter around it. Did maybe her team start to pull back on the publicity of it all to, you know, because there were articles even coming out being like, I'm getting tired of Taylor Swift already, or like, I'm exhausted of like the Taylor Swift news cycle. I mean, it really, I mean, I would imagine that they, yeah, obviously are very aware of everything. And it is weird because I'm so, I'm, not tired of it. I'm tired of people saying that it's a fake and a PR thing. Like at this point, these people can't do like it's it's whatever they do is going to be PR laden. It just mm-hmm. whatever like they at this point, they could say, well, we're not trying to do PR things and it would still do a PR thing because once your name gets out there, that is 
publicity, whether you yes. like it or not. But even this week, we had you know articles of Tra- Travis Kelsey looks glum on his birthday away from Taylor Swift. Like you know, he's just walking in sweatpants, you know, yeah. like with not a smile on his face. They're like, looks glum. But I would, no. I would imagine it's imagine like the first month of a relationship or the first two months, and it becomes public, and you're having to not only deal with your own feelings, but deal with like everybody's feelings. Everybody's feelings. That's got to be so intense. Everybody's opinions, too. It's kind of wild. And like everybody digging in, like so many of these Taylor Swift Twitter stan accounts or ex stan accounts were like digging into Travis Kelsey, and literally all they were finding, they're like, this man loves Christmas. Like, all of these tweets about like how this much son of a loves. bitch loves yeah. Christmas. How <laughs> dare like, this, this guy? This dude loves Christmas. They found these like <laughs> this... quotes from Vanity Fair articles. Like all this these guy tweets. loves a fat man. This guy yeah, loves a fat like, man with a white beard. They couldn't find any quote unquote dirt on him, which was so interesting that they went looking. Um, but I, you know, it was it was funny. I did think it was PR at first, and then when the NFL started doing things like playing Taylor's her movie commercials during the games and things like that. Like I was like, okay, is, is this PR or are there teams taking it and turning it into a PR machine? So now I'm torn. Well, that, I mean, the NFL ran with it, obviously, oh and ran with God. it even to a point where Travis Kelsey this week says, Hey, I appreciate the enthusiasm, but I wish they would like, you know, chill out a little bit because yeah. it even seems probably intense to him, but it's hard because Travis Kelsey also, from what I understand, seems to be a fun loving guy he has a podcast. He talks about the movies and stuff. He likes his brother did like a twilight review in a previous <laughs> episode. So they're very aware of pop culture. Like we all are, but now when you take it to this other level, I just imagine even as a guy and he's a lot more confident than I am, I would just imagine of like, Oh shit, am I saying the wrong thing? Am I screwing this up? And, and especially if you're out there, commenting on everything about pop culture or things like that anyways you're you're destined to put your foot in your mouth i was in new york last week when they were there and like i was at via corota the day before taylor was there and i was at like i mean you i i was feeling the energy i was like looking around for taylor all the time yeah she was always popping in and out with like uh sophie turner and her her <laughs> taylor <laughs> army friends and i mean it's really exciting i just don't know how you would be able to keep any relationship going in that intense bubble Well, you know, what's also so interesting is like, obviously we had Taylor there with Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds. She adopted another divorcee, Hugh Jackman, but like, so. I know the Hugh Jackman. Thanks Taylor. Oh yeah. I'm Wolverine. (laughs) Like he walked in with Wolverine and Deadpool at the football game. It's so funny. But what happened that was also interesting that I'm like, everybody is taking their piece of the pie here of the Taylor machine. Like. Ryan Reynolds owns a marketing and ad agency yeah, called Maximum Mint. Effort. Yeah. And they did the State Farm. So Jake from State Farm sat with Travis and Jason Kelsey's mom at the Eagles game in Philadelphia before the Kansas City game in New York. That was all curated and a stunt produced by, Ryan by Maximum Effort, which is Ryan Reynolds' company. So I'm like, every like Taylor is not going alone here. She's like, everybody's getting a little piece of the pie. No, if I was Taylor, I would, I mean, like, Obviously, I mean, I would be pissed off if I found out Ryan Reynolds. I mean, obviously, she had to have been somewhat a part of it or or knew of it to a degree, because if not, I feel like, Ryan, that's like abusing like friend. That's abusing a friendship in a sense and using information to line your pockets, which yeah. in a sense is obviously PR. Or is Jake uh, is Jake from State Farm da- uh, dating Jason Kelsey? Is that I mean, is it a natural <laughs> thing that has nothing to do with PR? Like, 
Oh my, I don't know how Jason's Wait. wife would feel about that, but. Oh, see, I'm not that into sports. I didn't even know he had a wife. Did he you had a wife? Did you, did oh, you see that? He met her on Tinder. Did he really? Yeah. Oh my God. Ladies, never give up. Never, never give, give up. up. You can meet they might cheat your football player. You, you never know. Yeah, by the way, they'll still love I love you, that we are really, we've gotten to a place in society where we, it's like women, I feel like almost sadly 50% accept that your man's going to cheat. You know, mm-hmm. like, like almost like, well, it happens. It's going to happen. It's just, that's what it happens. And I know. They, they almost accept it. It's so sad. It's crazy. It's um, so sad. The bar is Did hell. you see Donna Kelsey? The mom was on one of the morning shows and they asked what it was like to hang out with Taylor Swift. And she just said, it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Oh and I was my like, God. that's amazing. And I then people that. were like, she hates her. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, calm down. Like, she's a mom. She was what just is being she funny, say? right? Yes. Yeah. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Um, okay, sorry. That was our sports section uh, of So Bad It's Good. I, I can hear people either being Over annoyed or loving it. Um, okay, so this week, the Writers Guild strike ended uh, about a week and a half ago. The Screen Actors Guild strike hopefully will end this week. Um, but a lot of shows have returned to air in terms of talk shows and things like that. This Saturday, we have the premiere, the the you know season 49 premiere of Saturday Night Live, hosted by Pete Davidson mm-hmm. and musical guest Ice Spice. And then the next week, Bad Bunny uh, will be both the musical guest and the host. Are you excited for SNL to come back? And do you think Pete Davidson is a good uh, comeback host? I am so excited. Like, I am like a diehard SNL fan. Like, I watch every weekend since I was a child. I know that it hasn't been the best lately, but like, I am a diehard SNL fan. So I'm so excited. I love Pete Davidson as well. I think it will be interesting to hear him talk. I know he went back to rehab in the interim of this. I'm pretty sure he was supposed to be the guest when they he, canceled the season finale the he was supposed to be the season finale of season 48 but then the writers guild strike happened and they had yeah. to cancel everything but i'm actually more interested in bad bunny because bad bunny is like loose like he's like down to you know be you know down wild and free but he there's a pretty significant language barrier so i'm going to be curious how that works okay 
That's what I was just, because Bad Bunny, admittedly, this isn't something that, you know, yeah. he, we, you know, we're, he is not great with the English language yes. yet. And by the way, that's, that's, uh, I mean, that, that's not, he's not American. So of course he would have trouble with it. And I love that he is so committed. So like, how do they do this? Is this going to be one of the first times where there will be subtitles at SNL? And I'm not joking. I'm not, there's no joke here. I'm curious. I mean, is he going to just play like, you know, characters with one line? How does how does this all work? I'm really curious. I don't know, but I am thinking that Kendall's going to be helping him rehearse all week long. And I oh, think she'll well, Kim, make an and, appearance. And Kim, Kim's like, I, I host an SNL. I can help you know. I know how to do all of this. I'm a yeah. comedian. Yeah. Do uh, um, you think Kendall will be in the audience? I don't know. Well, this is where I go back and forth because if it was like I think Chris will be pushing for Kendall to make a cameo because the Kardashians are out on Hulu now. But Kendall is like the most private of all of them, so I'm not sure. Though they also have recently gone public with that Gucci ad. So I think she'll make a little- That's PR. Lex, that's PR. That Gucci ad pisses me off. How are you going to go out there and say how private you are as a couple and then here's a big Gucci? Like, I thought you were private as a couple and I kind of started to respect that in a sense, even if I didn't think it was necessarily a 100% real relationship. But then you monetize it in such a big way with a Gucci ad. I'm sorry, that came off tacky to me. I mean, it was like, ooh, really? And then there was the whole joke because after that ad came out a couple days later, Kim posted in like a Gucci branded bikini, like crystal bikini, and everyone is like, oh, we just had the whole thing with Kim and Courtney around uh, Dolce & Gabbana in Italy, and then she's doing this, and everyone's like, maybe Courtney was right. So it's so (laughs) funny. This tangled web the Kardashians weave. tangled web they're weaving. uh, Pete Davidson, I will be interested to see, I, but I will, you know, it's like, I was thinking about pop culture as I do every day, but it's interesting. I go by my gut a lot and like feelings and like, yeah. I read a lot and all that stuff. Am I mistaken? Or is there from Pete Davidson for me, I not, I'm trying to use the correct words. He does not seem as white hot in terms of celebrity and fame as he did six months ago, if that makes sense. Like, kind of me, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess he's still around. Like, I watched some of the episodes of his show on Peacock. Um, yeah, Bupkis. Bupkis. I didn't really enjoy it. Um, I knew he went to rehab, which I thought was good. Uh, he had broken up with his girlfriend, and then supposedly now is dating Madeline Klein from Outer Banks. But to me, I was like, okay, in terms of like, you know, that white hot heat of when he was dating Kim, it seems like on the downslope, which he probably wants because that's way too intense to date somebody like a Kardashian. But I'm curious of what his next step is. Like, I'm curious how good his standup is. I'm curious. And, and SNL, like, you know, the cast members, you know, admittedly said, you know, they didn't get along with him. Pete didn't have the same rules as all they like. They yeah. he didn't have to show up to all night writing meetings. He got to show up on Friday or Saturdays, do his blocking and go on. He had a different kind of deal than all those other cast members did. And even Pete said, you know, he was kind of laughed at. He was kind of like he wasn't a part of the gang, you know, except for Colin Jost, um, you know, on the the yeah. the weekend, weekend update. update desk. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious how he'll be used, how they'll use him, and like you know, wh- I don't know. It's interesting. Do you, do you, does that make sense? Yeah. So I mean, I think there's a couple of things in this. That, like he definitely had this element of favoritism from Lord Michaels. To your point, where like he yes. didn't have to show up to all the things that ever. Like the week is grueling on SNL. Like I um again yeah. love the show, and I went to they had an exhibit at the Museum of Communication in Chicago that I went to, and it takes you through 
how the whole week works. And it's grueling. Like they're all living there basically Monday through Saturday. And so um, he didn't have to really do all of that. And he could like go to LA and be with Kim and then fly in for the weekend and whatever. Um, And so I am curious now that he's kind of like the the anchor of the entire of every sort of skit and ep- episode um how that will go because he was always kind of that like side guy that was just like ha 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 like you know putting in those one liners yeah. or facial expressions or talking about very personal things on weekend update yeah he would do a stand up pretty much on yeah. weekend update yeah so how that will translate into the actual skits i'm i'm interested to see but if he's coming out of rehab and he's like you know, trying something new, maybe he'll lean in more. I don't know. He's We're going to find out. He does a lot of accent work. He's going to do a lot of <laughs> accent work. It's going to, what if he be like Daniel Day Lewis all of a sudden? He's like, I've never seen comedic acting like this in my life. Do um, we think but, the Madeline Klein thing is real? That pissed me off. Well, you don't come okay, out of so rehab the and start Klein, dating somebody. Well, listen, I feel like I'm the one that kind of uh, secreted this because I, I did a post a while back that I needed Pete to date a new famous person. And it looks like oh. my wi- but we still if this was true, Manifestation I feel like we would have gotten one picture. We would have gotten yeah. one picture by now because supposedly they went to Vegas together. And I feel like I don't know. I just feel like we would have gotten a photo if this truly was a real rumor. And then I was wondering if it could be like um like that service cameo that I'm on where like you could rent, like rent rumors, <laughs> like Madeline Klein's like, you can tell your friends I'm dating you for $70 yeah. a week. Like, wouldn't that be kind of a cool thing of like, I'll agree that I'm dating you. I, I don't want to ever see you, but you can tell your friends uh, I'm yes. dating you. If anybody asks we're dating, no problem. This is my Venmo. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. Um, I went to a Saturday night live. The, I went, I went once and got to see it because I knew a really? writer and I also, yeah, oh man, my I used to work with uh, Melissa Villasenor, who used to be on the show for yeah. who's awesome. But also, she always mentioned what a pressure cooker environment it is. It is not for the faint of heart. Like you, it is such a killer be killed kind of um, you know society that they built. And like the late nights, you really are up all night. But I was there for the Tom Hanks Lady Gaga one, <sighs> David S. Pumpkins. Um, no, and it was right. It was oh yeah, it was the week before the election, dude. This writing crew. They looked exhausted because, and it was like, they had, uh, I saw Alec Baldwin in the Trump outfit, like walking around backstage. Cause I watched from backstage. Oh my God. I was like, I got to go to the after party and like, I mean, it was iconic. Oh yeah. I got to go see, I got to go up and see their offices where they write. And it was funny. Like these guys, you could just tell they were on their last legs because during that Trump Hillary, that last week of the election, so much stuff was happening that they had to throw out a bunch of stuff at the last minute and stay up even longer and write new sketches. But it was just, you just saw how beat everybody was. Like it was, it was like, you don't think about that. It's like exciting to us, but it is their job. They were just beat. Like you could just tell like the one guy, the one writer that we were there with, he didn't even want to go to the after party because he was like, I've been here for 72 hours. Like I don't, I I just don't. I'm like, this is the best night of my life. Take a picture of me on the stage. Like I was so, and it, 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 I mean, it's iconic and historical, but it's just sometimes you realize it's a job to them and they're just trying to get through the week and it just seems so intense. 
It's so intense, and I don't envy them at all in the sense that it's grueling, to your point. But, man, that's, like, magical that you got to see all oh, that. Oh, it really was. I mean, I, I'm just like you. I've been wa- – I watched every episode. My dad got me watching as a kid. And, mm-hmm. like I say, I hate it nowadays. Like, I really find only a couple of things funny each week, and I'll fast forward through a lot, unfortunately. But – Listen, that's also comedy is that I hope kids like it. I hope at least kids are loving it because I just sometimes am so judgmental in my older age where I'm like, this isn't even funny. And the internet (laughs) screws it up because you've seen every joke on Twitter or, you know, know, you've seen every joke by the time they get to the joke, you've already seen it. The internet, like, especially as of late, I feel like it's like, you know, when there's like the people like take the joke, they go too far and they kill the joke. I feel like the internet has been doing that. With ever, like we've seen this with the Taylor and Travis. Like, we will take any teeny or large piece of information and just like really beat it down into the ground oh, yeah. until like oh, yeah. everybody and so fast, so fast. Lex, that's what this whole show is about is beating <laughs> something into the ground. Um, I know okay, we're moving part of on. <laughs> yeah, the way I love it. Uh, so, uh, moving on, I wanted to talk about uh, the Kardashians a little bit because we had just okay. mentioned them. But the new season on Hulu, and guys, I got to tell you, there are only two episodes in. I am loving this show, and I know a lot. Of, I get a lot of hate from you guys for talking about the Kardashians, or but like I always say, I, I feel like I say this so I'm blue in the face. You got to study this, and it works on. It's ridiculous. It's weirdly funny in a way that it's they don't even mean it to be. Yeah. They are all so extreme in their wealth now. Like it is just a mess of a show that I love watching. This week, I mean, it went from everywhere from like. Kim, like, you know, doing her innocence project and like helping people break free to like Tristan realizing that Chloe wasn't going to take him back, you know, even though he's still living under the roof. Yeah. I mean, it just, it hits everything. Like it is, and it's so weird because you'll have like kind of a cheesier subplot and then you'll go to Kim trying to free uh, a potentially innocent prisoner and you're like, oh, that's, that's a wild U-turn that you just did in this episode. So I haven't it? started this season yet. I'm oh, behind, but I will catch gosh. up. I know I'm going to have to binge a few episodes, but is Tristan like on the show this season? Okay. So he has been. And this, this episode, like he's living there because his mom passed away and he yeah. got primary custody of his brother, I think Amari, who mm-hmm. is, you know, disabled and living with Chloe's, his house is supposed to be done, but it isn't. So he's been staying there for a couple months and she, uh, you know, they're so good with Amari, the brother, and, and Chris. Obvi- Chris, anybody that cheats on one of Chris's daughters is a hero in Chris's eyes for some <laughs> reason. She's like, oh my God, you're amazing, Tristan. The way you fooled Chloe time and time again. You know, and Scott's always like, let me on we the show. We could use more people like you. On the show. Please let me on the show. I love you David such Beckham. a good Scott impression. Scott, yeah. Oh my God. It, it's sad because he's not even on the show. Anymore. He's barely I on know. the show. Next week, he's going to be on the show where he talks about the crash that has made him gain weight. I'm gaining weight. I'm I'm wearing sweatpants all the time, Pojo. <laughs> you know? Okay, so anyways, this was a good episode in the sense that Tristan comes in and you can tell, like, he has this scene with Chloe where he's like, like, you're my forever person. You're my person. And she's like, well, I'm sorry that that you have to, you know, I mean, if I am your person, then this is the pain you have to go through, uh, you know, unfortunately, because of what you did. Now, who knows if this is reality or who knows if she's like, you better film a scene where I look awesome standing up to you. But it is interesting because if you buy it as a real, like real, then it's like interesting because you see Tristan realize that he's going to potentially not be able to win Chloe back to cheat on her again. 
Because yeah. if he wins her back, he's never going to not cheat on her. That's correct. Just, there's, there's just no, I'm sorry. I don't care if, I don't care if he truly means it in his heart that he doesn't want to cheat. He will cheat on her again, period. I agree with you 1000 like percent. Like there's just no world where Tristan is not cheating. He's cheated on everybody and he's cheated yes. on Chloe multiple times. Like they got together kind of like the timeline is blurred. So it's like, sir, she can be your forever person, the love of your life. You can be as obsessed with her as David is with Posh, but like you're still going to cheat, honey. So if she's not yeah. down for that, you've got to Cut your losses, babe. Yeah, I mean, it, it, so it, it's interesting, but it is interesting to think of the, all these people have like forcing themselves to live in this bubble. Like oh. Chloe can't out there go out there and get on Tinder, like you know, one of the Kelsey guys, and meet somebody. Like, could <laughs> you, you know imagine Chris you're on Tinder like, and Chloe pops up? You know, Chris is just like, let Travis stay at the house. You know, he's like the father of your children. Da da da. Like she's pushing that, and then she's like shoving the cameras in there. Like Chris is going I, for. She wants a clip. She wants a viral soundbite. I mean, the the I will never understand the way Chris celebrates these men that cheat on her daughters, and that's mm-hmm. why I think it's like must just be really accepted is that men do this. And Corey Gamble and her relationship, Chris, they celebrate. They go on date night at Giorgio Baldi, and yeah. it's so funny. Chris says, you know. She goes to sleep around 7 p.m. Like, Corey really is adjusted to her lifestyle. And Corey, to me, seems like a 65-year-old man in a 40-year-old man's body. And he just knows not to screw up that bag. Like He's just like, whatever you want, Chris. I love that booty. Like, it's so hard. Do you ever sit there and think about... <laughs> this is, do you ever think about Corey and Chris getting physical? Do you ever think about that? Like, what uh, that... I is she Is she have. a lion? Okay, I good. definitely feel... have. I feel like... It is very much, he works around her and her needs. <laughs> Wait, do you, like, mean like, do you mean like if your back's hurting, I'm going to work around yes. your back? Like, I'll, yeah, I'll put I, you like, on your side over gonna here. We're going to prop the pillows this way <laughs> and make it work. And maybe they have those special like angular pillows or like the extra long ones. You know, she's got her hip problems. So I 1000% think he caters to her and her needs in the bedroom. But like... Here's my question. If Corey ever cheated on Chris, I think that I, my head would pop off. Like we're talking about men cheating. I think it would turn Chris on. It would turn, she'd be like, oh my God, you really are a part of this family. Like, oh, now I know you're my forever person. You cheated on me. Yeah. Like the rite of passage that every Kardashian man goes to. By the way, it's not WAGs. There needs to be a Kardashian, like a CAGS. CAGS. Like a a, a CAGS for Kardashian men involved with these women. I'll have to think on that. I'm going to find an acronym. (laughs) Um, okay. So, uh, you know, Kardashian, that's our little Kardashian section, you guys. Now let's head over to Bravo. Southern Charm is on its third episode. By the way, it is getting lower and lower ratings each week, which like mystifies me because I think it's a decent season because these men of Charleston are just ding-dongs to the utmost degree. And it is funny because it's like they eat their young. Like even now, Chef, who's like a known philanderer, is now having to deal with Austin potentially having hooked up with his ex Taylor. Yeah. And Austin is the worst. I, I almost think this is like acting or fake because he's like, so projecting that he actually did hook up with Taylor. What's your take on this, this whole situation? I, first of all, I was like, Taylor girl has balls because she is securing her place in like the future of Southern charm here. So I am very interested in that scenario. Um, I right off the bat thought they hooked up. When they said there were they she slept over, I was like, okay, interesting. You know, and everybody is always like, 
I always say, even in like my personal relationships with friends and whatever, they're like, we just kissed. I'm like, no, you didn't. Mm. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. The only thing, the only pushback I will say, I have in the past, I have had girls stay over that have not, there's been like, not, I mean, like not even in the same room. Like I will say that, but listen, I'm not Austin. I'm only six foot, you know, like I'm not (laughs) six, five or whatever he is, but like, I, but I will say, were these people that you, were these people you like had a vibe with and there was like a tension there? No, they were friends. They were friends. Yeah. Yes. These two have had a vibe. Like Madison calls it out a few times. They did a flashback in like the episode and like, there's a vibe there. So I just think that more, because the thing is, I don't think if Austin made a move, Taylor would decline because Olivia aside with everything that Shep did to her, she feels entitled to be able to do whatever she wants. Austin does seem like that kind of guy that just personal relationships be damned. He's going to get what he wants to get. And it's probably not even as thought out of that. It's probably I'm drunk in that moment. I I find her hot. I want to hook up with her. Mm-hmm. Girls are hot. I want to make out and hook up with as many girls as I, you know, like it's probably not as even thought out. And that's why it's interesting that he's now having to deal with whatever consequences these are, which aren't much because Shep's going to just be like, well, just make sure it doesn't happen again or exactly. some kind of stupid bullshit. And this Whitney, Whitney's like 65 years old <laughs> and like everybody kisses his ass because he's a producer on this show and he'll sit there and like feed him caviar and chicken. And they all like, they all like, you can tell they're like, have the utmost respect for Whitney because Whitney's mm-hmm. in charge. They'll always be like, can I come over Whitney? Can I come over to your place and drink champagne? Where is your mom up? Can I like, it's so funny how they all like kowtow around Whitney and Whitney it's will crazy. say the most obnoxious things like even about the women and they're like that's so funny Whitney oh man smell my fingers they're I so love that. up his own like up his ass it's insane like Austin at that dinner where we're uh, him and Whitney were having dinner during Taylor's event I'm like you are so up Whitney's ass it's crazy yeah. It's like SNL people hanging out with Lauren Michaels, I imagine. Yeah. They're just like, yes. Lauren, hey. Like he they just and then Craig was like, Can I come over? And then Shep's like, Can I come over? And then everybody goes over. And it's just it I, it's very interesting if you watch it through that prism because he does produce the show. And I think uh it's interesting, but I I what love do you Southern think? Charm what is, do you think though? But what happened between Austin and Taylor? They hooked up, period. Yeah. They hooked up. The only thing I will find is funny is that Taylor, you know, is so in love with God and Jesus. And like, I swear, she says, I swear to God. And if you are the, this, God must be so livid. I was like, you use my name. Like, <laughs> I don't care if you hooked up with Austin, but you used my name. You say you love yeah, me and you lie. Like that, that part I would feel if I was Taylor, I'd be like, oh shit, what did I do? And, and then if you open, if you open your mind up to people that love God or lying, then you can't trust anybody that you, that they swear to God of all people. God is we're losing off then. We're losing a lot of faith in people for this episode. Well, by the way, God, by the way, it is projected that God will be at the Southern Charm reunion. They're going to bring him on as a special. He's like, I cannot uh, Andy's wait like, for Andy. We've, yeah, God. He's like, God's coming part on Watch What Happens Live. Drop your questions. Yeah. <laughs> God. God. God, we're going to play a game of fashion or trashing you in the sandals in the robe. Well, I would, I would say fashion. It actually comes back a lot. Um, okay. So, I mean, it's just funny. All these, it, it just goes back to cheaters It all, they all cheat on each other. You can't trust any of them. It's a highly watchable show, but I will say it's also funny in talking about how society treats women. I've read more mean comments about Taylor than I have Austin. 
Of course. I mean, that is par for the course. And you knew that was coming. Like everybody is going to show Austin grace because he's a white six foot five male. And this is what he does. Like we all know we're used to it. And it's Taylor that's going to, you know, bear the scarlet letter. I'm going to be very dramatic. And Taylor's not as, and Taylor doesn't, is not as funny as the men. Like these men know their way around a talking head. uh, Like they're Mm -hmm. funny, they're affable. And women, it's the same thing a little bit with Katie Maloney and Schwartz back in the day. Mm -hmm. Like Schwartz gave better talking head. Like Schwartz was better at that. We all cheer. Oh, he's cute and funny and lovable and a lost puppy dog. And Katie is not as fun. Like that was always the rap. And so- she didn't get the best, like the better of the two edits and people didn't think of her as highly. Like it's shitty, but it's true. Oh, sorry. Can I swear? Sorry. No, you, yeah, you can fully. <laughs> I forgot. How fucking dare you? My God. <laughs> the, there's kids listening to this everywhere. But it's, I didn't realize um, the ratings were going down because I feel like, I feel like this season they're like making a comeback on Southern Charm. I like, think I'm they enjoying are in it. terms of just, but, but I'm, I'm so in that bravo bubble online and stuff so like everybody that i know watches it but it's like anybody else like i could mention it to my dad he would not know what i was talking about i could mention to my sister not know my sister actually watched real housewives of salt lake city for the first time and i'm gonna i keep trying to get her to come on because she was talking to me last night she goes oh my god ryan the first couple episodes it was just scary because she was just like like their looks you know, like even like the the yeah. amount of filler and stuff. She's like, she she just wasn't used to that extreme of looks, and she was like, "This is wild." Like, you know, it's like, and then she goes, "By the third episode, I got used to it." You know, like, but the first episode, it was I shocking. Know. But she said, at first, I was really highly kind of annoyed by watching it, but by the third episode, I was like, "Oh yeah," and I was like, "That's it, Kara. That's so bad. It's good. That's it. It's like a virus that sneaks up on you that it you does, shouldn't and like this, and then you start you're liking like it." Sucked in. I was just yeah. I was watching this week's episode. I didn't finish it, but like I was desperate. Like I again, I think this season, like the newbies and the OGs of Salt Lake, like coming together has been very entertaining. Whitney oh, I, and I, I, I Justin concerned me. I just have to like flag that. I think you they got they're... to go back to work, Justin, <laughs> but I don't want it to go back to the old way of women having to do the pickups for the kids. <laughs> I feel like she's like trying to be center apple, you know, or snowflake or whatever they hold. Like, and she's just not going to be Elisa Barlow or Meredith Marks. She makes moves. It's just, we got to strengthen that voice. If if, If she was able to be on her voice, her register, I think it would be so much better because she does make, she makes maybe some sloppy but decent housewives moves if you think of it as a game. It's just that I think the way it's it's all in how you present yourself. It's all in how like the talking head and how you and when you have this little kind of light voice, it hurts. Even like I was talking about with David Beckham, like you got this manly guy and then he's like, hey, I like Victoria. What's going on, you guys? It, it's you're like, oh, my God, I expected a much deeper voice coming out of this person. I don't know. I know. And it's um, so soft spoken. Did you watch uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer? Yes. Oh my god. Are you going to watch this season? Of course. That so yeah, I like I watch New York and Beverly Hills. Those are the two that I like keep up with consistently every time. But I am very much a yeah. below deck uh summer house VPR. Are you, wait, so you don't you don't do you've not messed with Real Housewives of Potomac yet? I've watched it. I don't keep up with oh. like Potomac, Atlanta, OC. I never watched. Oh Dallas. my god! I know. I'm so excited for Potomac to return. That that trailer looked good too. Those that ladies. That trailer did just, look good. 
<laughs> the way they interact with each other is just on another level. They all like, it's like if you think of like their dialogue as Shakespeare, they're all like little Shakespeare's, mm-hmm. like the way they shade each other. And they say it with just such panache and style. They'll go there. That they'll I just, go there. I, they'll go there. I just think they're, the way they interact is just so different than other franchises. They're all just, each one of them is very strong. Even if you don't like them as a character, the way they talk with each other is just still amazing. But Beverly Hills, this trailer is. I thought great, but it it does seem to revolve around this Kyle Mauricio split and the introduction. We do now see filming with I'm Morgan Wade. Mm -hmm. She has like this weird voice. Morgan Wade. It's like, okay, I have two things. Number one, like Kyle, we all talked about like Courtney changing her style and identity for Travis. Like the way Kyle has evolved her style (laughs) in her quote unquote friendship with Morgan Wade is wild. It is a wild journey from those like patterned sky tops that were all flowy, whatever, to yeah. trucker hats. Kyle, Kyle by Shahida is gone. Yes. No like, caftans anymore. It's wild, that journey that she's on. And then the other question, did you see, was it a tweet or an Instagram post of Maurizio with his parents? And there was like one of the real People are like, who's this woman? Is she from the Real Housewives of OC? No, she's not from the Real Housewives. No, she is. In fact, I have uh, I have her name right here. Sorry, it okay. Oh gosh, I was like, who? I don't have the name, but I have the photo right here of him with Mauricio's parents. She was at the Dancing with the Stars, and she was at dinner with them. Uh, afterwards, so who knows what is, is going on? Is he dating on there. her? Is this like well, what we're meant rumor. to believe? I, I don't know. I mean, like the parents are there. She's a beautiful woman. She's not. Um, you know what? I'll I'll find out more information yeah, and put it at the top you. of the show, you guys. But um, wait, I'm oh, I'm getting a text. Uh, so wait, <laughs> breaking did news. You know Kyle? Oh, did you? Oh wait, somebody just texted me. Did you know Kyle reposted you? Yeah, that's what <gasps> I was gonna say. So I I posted this meme. On Friday of Kyle and Morgan is uh, Wayne and Garth from Wayne's yes. World of like Wayne's World party party on Morgan party on Kyle because um, they look like Wayne and Garth right and no Ryan the that- accuracy of that was perfect like there were no notes hit it out of the park home run like that was amazing well, it was howling it, you know. <laughs> It made me laugh uh, even like I was like cracking up. But then uh, on I, yesterday, I got a bunch of DMs like when I was with my sister and everybody, Kyle reposted it, but she didn't tag me. How dare you, Kyle? Oh, how my dare God. you, Kyle Richards? She said, I love the Internet, LOL. And she didn't tag me, which listen, that is. But I, I have my watermark hidden in the middle. Uh-huh. Like so you can see my little watermark, but not. You know, just so nobody can steal it as their own. But this Kyle, you don't give credit, Kyle. That makes I'm going to have to go extra hard on her and Morgan now, her special friend. Also, somebody said this. Do you think maybe it's not a relationship and maybe Kyle um, had to um, maybe Kyle had a secret baby that got adopted and this is her daughter, like Morgan Wade's her daughter that came back and they're like actually mother and daughter? Um, oh my God. I mean, listen, I go back to the outfits. It could be mommy and me style, right? Like yeah, very much could saying. be. Like, so you could be onto something Morgan, here. <laughs> but Morgan's voice is so funny. That he's like, I'm getting a tattoo of Kyle's first name. It's like a really, and, and by the way, I'm not talking about her music. I hear her music is great. I'm talking about this scenario and it does seem to be 
a bit of a toxic relationship. Like, it, like, I'm sorry, all these photos in the Daily Mail, it seems like they're all over each other. They're playing a lot of ass grab and like a lot of close. I mean, how are you with your girlfriends? Is it this? If I took photos of you out with your girlfriends, would I say, oh, secret relationship? No, there's no world. Like, this is the thing. I, you know, everybody share your truth in your own time, but the way that sure. you're baiting us, reality television, that's yeah, different. like you're baiting us with like these pictures, you're producing a movie, you're in the music video, essentially alluding to like all of the rumors that people have around you. Like I just, I have mixed feelings about that in the sense of you are now like, how, how is this relationship going to actually survive when you're essentially leveraging it for your professional advancement, both of you, you know, like your relationship is built on like, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Like making people question things and wonder and like, yeah. Yeah. Like, but like, how are you going to complain about something that you are taking a part in having that mystery brought in? Participating. Well, as we go to from the beginning, is this a PR thing? Is this is this Kyle playing with the media, which I think is just so ridiculous. Like, just think about the reality of that. You're saying that you'd be willing to hurt your kids and your family just for PR. And by the way, some of you guys might say, well, yeah, Kyle would do that. But I don't know. There's part of me and maybe it's me believing. I don't even think I was about to say I believe in the good of people, but I don't even know if that's true. I just think that's like what a long way to go. Even in that trailer, we see the kids crying like they sat them down to talk about their family splitting up. And that to me was brutal. Like, ooh, you brought the kids on. Like that was the only like I was like, oh, I I don't know if I that part gave me a little like that made me sad. Don't make the kids have their reactions on camera. Kyle's narrative was always, I'm a mother first, I'm a mother first. So like, it's interesting to see all of this play out and happen. Um, And if this is for PR, I would be jaw on the floor. Like, I just, I, that would be really, that's, I mean, when God, when God comes on the Southern Charm reunion, we need to ask him Mm -hmm. what relationships are PR because only God knows. Like, (laughs) only God never know the truth about this stuff. And that's what kills me. Okay. Wait, I got information. This lady's name that Mo was with is an agency realtor and her name is Leslie Ray Bega. And Ooh. she used to, she was an actress at one point and she used to be on 90210 and played a girlfriend of Brandon's back in the day. Okay, there you go. So Leslie Ray so Bega with the agency. Yeah, um, I don't know. But, but, but by the way, I, also another talk about cheating in men, it gets brought up in the trailer is that there's yes. been a lot of rumors about Mauricio cheating. And- it's another one of those things that I'm like this, the tale of oldest tale as old as time. Um, if, if what does Kyle he has say? cheated For a bunch, it's on not her. about you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's wild, but also I hope Kyle, I mean, obviously you don't want to push people to like come out or, you know, mm-hmm. until they're ready. But if you're using it in reality television and we're all speculating at a certain point, you want it's good for representation because you want people to feel comfortable to be themselves and to be like, I have zero feeling if Kyle is in a gay relationship or not. I have there's zero, like, I mean, I would I would almost be like, oh, hell, like, I don't know. I'm I'm so desensitized in certain ways that I'm just like, yeah, love who you want to love. If that makes yeah. you feel good, like, but the the whole hiding, are they, aren't they? I think that can be potentially dangerous. And I are agree. you really hiding it from the kids if you're on every paper or every like Daily Mail and TMZ? I agree. The fact that like she may or may not be a lesbian or in this relationship is not news to me in the sense that like that's not a shocking reveal. Like love who you love and live your life, live your truth. What is news to me is like, are they using it? 
to get eyeballs on them and build sort of their like public brand and persona. That's where you start to piss me off and lose me. Like, you know what I mean? So, and then to your Uh, point, pulling in, the kids are crying in the trailer. Like, it's crazy. Like, it, I, I don't know. It's giving Chris Jenner. I mean, uh, in terms of the how only, far only she's time in to my go. life, only time in my life that I would love Lisa Rinna's take on this. This is the only mm. time I'm like, oh, I would have loved Lisa Rinna's take on Kyle's relationship. Like, wait, just you know, own it, Kyle, own it, own it. You love women, own it. Do we think Lisa Rinna is going to be able to bite her tongue during this season, or do you think we're going to get some interesting or opinionated Dude, Instagram no. stories? Lisa Rinna will probably be on Bethany Frankel's podcast. <laughs> mark my words. She'll be on that <laughs> podcast the week this premieres. Mark my word. I am putting on a so Heard bad it's good first. prediction. She will be there that uh, she will be there. I'm, I'm almost and I she will not keep her mouth shut. I mean, this is that to me is PR is that you ride that yes. wave. That's why we saw Sandoval riding the wave of that podcast directly on the day of Dancing with the Stars with Ariana is that mm-hmm. you use that thing to put your name in that news cycle and kind of ride whatever you wave you can. All those Vanderpumpers are so good at that, which, by the way, did you so listen to good. Sandoval's podcast? I did not, but I read okay. somebody did like You're a, mental I health. listened to it so you didn't have to. Um, yeah. And so I read like co- sort of like the cliff notes. <laughs> I did a two. I, I did a uh, two How hour pod it? on the. Pa- I did a two hour pod on the Patreon. It's it's like fine. It's like but it's interesting. It's not like, you know, it's like it's not a. It's literally the last one. Jerry O'Connell came in and asked him questions about that. Like it's not. Ta- it's like if this show is just Tom talking about what he did and and having people ask him questions i think that's an interesting <laughs> an interesting podcast like it's not necessarily it's so weird it's like so weird it's kind of sad you can just tell he wants to be a good he wants to be known as a good guy so badly and it's like this but it's a weird format. I mean, it's only two episodes in and he's just not the best communicator. So Jerry O'Connell in the second episode took over and just started asking questions, which I thought was great. Did you watch Ariana on Dancing with the Stars? Of Have you course. done her so far? Yeah, she's really good. Her and Charity Lawson, I didn't watch that season. Like I haven't really been into The Bachelorette, but I started The Golden Bachelor and I'll keep up with it. I didn't watch this week, but Oh Charity, my God, that makes me cry every week. Bald my eyes out. Like he, I, I wasn't even like five minutes. The first episode, he picked up the hearing aid. I was bawling. Like it was goes, my friend. This was our me. forever. This was yeah. forever home. My, my beautiful wife. No. Um, uh, but yeah, it was Ariana's just, oh my amazing God. on dancing with the stars. So is charity. Did you see Harry Jowsey and his partner holding hands? So I was on your Instagram and you mentioned that you said you did not think Harry Jowsey, who was from, uh, what, uh, too hot, too to, hot handle. to handle. And Netflix. Now he's like, just, he's in that whole, like, re- I don't know why he's really successful. He's or on whatever, like the but- Nick Vial trajectory of just like immersing uh, yeah. himself well, in. So Harry has a podcast already. Yes. Probably. He does, I think. Well, yeah. anyway, so, so he was holding hands with his dance partner, which is very Dancing with the Stars. Somebody has to hook up with their partner every season, and Harry is the one to do it this season. So I guess, I mean, do you have any opinion on this at all? I mean, this is the thing that's like kind of weird with Harry Jousey, and maybe it's like Austin Kroll coded is like, I don't think he was ever a bad person, but he was like a quote unquote villain-esque on too hot to handle with Francesca. And I know they had a lot of battles back and forth after the show, but he's yeah, Francesca uh, Fargo, who now is with, um, I believe, uh, is with, uh, I think that she's like in a queer relationship, I believe. Right. Yes. That's a, I was like, yeah, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. 
But Harry is like somebody that I feel has kind of like won me over. Like I, I don't think he's the best dancer. He's going to win Dancing with the Stars, but I'm excited for him to be there. And like, I wish him well, you know? <laughs> I wish him well. So I don't basically care. You're saying, you'd hook up with, you're saying you would hook up with Harry Jowsey. That's oh, basically no. that whole. The, oh, what, okay. Well, regardless. See, that's I, where you I, lose I, me because like he's, I, I just feel like he's probably hooked up with so many people and I'm like. Mm. He has, but I feel like that does not, girls are blind to those things. That I will say that is the one thing with girls, like girls will know these people cheated and they'll still hook up with them thinking that they'll be the ones to make them yeah. different and it's just never no. the case. Um, okay. Do you have like eight more minutes? Yeah, of course. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. I just wanted to talk about Golden Bachelor really quick. Yeah. Did you watch the second episode? No, but tell me. I'm oh, going to okay. watch it. So, okay. This, first off, they, they make it only an hour, not two hours like the normal Bachelors, because I figure they think that these people only have so long to live. They're like, let's get, we got to do these quick. But it is so sweet, you guys. And it is so, it makes you feel, I don't know, it really does make you appreciate humanity and love. And it, I like, it's kind of ruined the bachelor for me. I just want all golden bachelor yeah. now, but they, they, they have the first date and he takes this woman and, and he gets like this really cool, um, convertible car that they're driving in, but it's Gary's first time on a Los Angeles freeway. And it is one of the most scariest, like he's like, hi, what? I w- and he talks, he has this another light voice. He was like, I was thinking I was going to die on the road. It was very scary on the road. And, and the lady, like-, like her hair's whipping and she's like, and then he, she finally puts his ar- her arm around him in the car and he's like, thank you. I needed that. I really appreciated that. And it is so sweet because it, it seems like this guy is a good guy and it seems like these women are good women. And then they go to this like, like sock hop diner, which I'm like, that's Stop. weird. I've never seen that in Los Angeles. And then all of a sudden they do a fucking flash mob. And that's where I was like, no, fuck that. I'm out. No flash mobs. I hate a flat. And then they do it to don't stop believing by journey. I'm like street. And then they make poor Gary and the lady dance. And but this <laughs> Gary, he just makes my heart feel good watching. It makes my heart feel good watching this show. I know like amidst all of the cheating and the PR relationships and so on and whatever, like we have Gary and the golden bachelor ladies. And like, it's so wholesome. I just, it like makes me believe, like you said, in humanity again, and that everything ultimately will be all right. But you've never been on an LA freeway. Like when I came here, that shit was scary. Oh, it's scary AF. as hell. Like, well, that's why I was cracking up is that they actually, he's like, I'm in fear of my life or my <laughs> life right now. And it was so sweet and so real. And they don't usually show that stuff. So I loved, I loved it. Golden Bachelor, I highly recommend. And I'm just so happy it's not like the regular Bachelor where Gary's like, I'm going to fuck all these ladies. Like exactly. he's not trying to hook up with every lady, every episode. Um, moving on. Uh, this was on your Instagram as well. A24, one of my favorite production companies has optioned Paris Hilton's memoir and they are making a docu-series or no, a series about a series. This, not a docu-series, an actual series. And I love that. And it's so weird to be at that part of pop culture in your lives where I was young when Paris Hilton came up and now we're at a point 20 years later where now we're making a uh, series based on somebody's life. And I'm like, this is wild. It's just like yeah. one continuous pop culture circle. It's like kind of crazy to me. So I have some like... I when I was in college, I had some girlfriends that were like American. So in the summers, we would come to LA for two weeks and like visit her family and things like that. And so I have like the stories, like I was, you know, at Ledu with like the Brody Jenners and the Lindsay Lohan yeah. and Sam Ronson and Paris Hilton. So and Josephs so and all those crazy, places. Yeah, like is to think that now 
like a docu-series or a series about Paris Hilton's life in that time because that time is so special to me because that was I mean, really it was the a time golden of, age. Yeah. Time of Blackberries and, uh-huh. and flip phones and all of these things. Like, I mean, I was thinking about like LA in those times, you know, even just what was considered cool. You had Geisha House, which was like Ashton Kutcher and Wilmer, Wilmer Valderrama's yeah. sushi restaurant on Hollywood. You had a, a nightclub called Jet. You had a nightclub, yes. you had all these, the Bolt House nightclubs that were huge. And it was so funny, the turnover, like Joseph's, Ledoux, you know, and you had all these pop culture stories from there, which I should do a whole episode, like the Britney and Justin dance off after they had yes. broken off up with each other. They showed up at this one club and had a dance off, supposedly, you know, that was in like the Britney Fred Durst era that <laughs> happened for a hot minute from Limp Biscuit. There's so many great stories. So if they could capture that for a series of actually take us into those nightclubs like Ledoux and like DJ yeah. AM and Nicole Richie and all of that, I would be so here for it because it really was a very special time, you know, it was when Us Weekly really ruled the newsstands. It was just really cool. It was really like, it It was like that weird moment right before social media. Like we had the internet, but there was no Instagram per se. There were like yeah, it was the MySpace. dirty and what was it? Nikki Hill, not Nikki Hilton. There was like all those like rag gossip websites, but it wasn't like yeah. Instagram. Oh, yeah. You know? It was like delisted. Uh, yes. all, I mean, it was really, I mean, Cobra Perez Snake Hilton, was taking pictures everywhere. I mean, Perez, I would just refresh in because I worked at a nightclub. In fact, I remember nightclub when, when Brandon Davis, remember yeah. Brandon did Greasy Bear, he was dating Misha Barton and they had sex in the upstairs bathroom at this nightclub that I managed back in the day. Like, I remember letting Lindsay Lohan into our club underage. Like, I was part of the problem. I remember <laughs> that, which, by the way, uh, they're they're filming a Mean Girls commercial with Lindsay yes. Lohan and the cast of Mean Girls. It'll be a Super Bowl commercial, so that's exciting. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm I'm happy to see again because I have such an affinity to that time. It's like I'm happy to see Lindsay's character arc back on the rise. You know, she could have gone either way. Man, you like if you hang in there long enough, you got to be barnacles in this business. And finally, <laughs> Gigi Hadid and Bradley Cooper were spotted out. Gigi Hadid and Bradley Cooper. Do we believe now? Is this a PR relationship? It's very weird. He is much older than Gigi Hadid, but it seems like there's only a handful of celebrities in New York that you can date. And uh, Taylor's out for Bradley. So Bradley has his new movie Ma- Maestro premiering very yep. soon uh, that he directed and starred in. And so he needs to elevate his PR presence potentially. Uh, is this Hadid romance real in any sort of way or were they just friendly on a walk together? Here's where I'm like getting, starting to lose my mind a little bit with all of these stories is it's like, could they, like, could they have just gone for dinner? Like, could it just be a dinner, a date, whatever? Like, why is it? Oh, they're in a relationship. Like, cause they were seen walking. Like, couldn't it have just been dinner? I don't know. I have no idea. It feels well, it I mean, feel- I know if you are a celebrity, you have to realize people will spot you out. And like it's hard for me to even leave my house as is. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like how easy it is to stay indoors with how much TV there. Like the, <laughs> the fact that you actually made it out of your house and you're gonna be walking with another celebrity, that to me, if you didn't want that kind of attention. I mean, I don't know. I, I get all conspiratorial and I, I hate this part about myself, but that is when I question like, is this a real relationship? And Bradley, you know, Irina Shayk, he has his daughter with, he's, you know, had a lot of rumored relationships uh, through the years and a lot of rumors yeah. about Bradley Cooper. But I just am curious in what sense of reality, and I'm sure we'll find out in the coming weeks, because if Maestro goes to the Oscars, which they're saying this is an Oscar bait yeah. movie, would Gigi Hadid go to the Oscars with Bradley Cooper? That would be insane. 
That would be insane. I do, to your point, think this was a let's be seen for the sake of getting my name out in the news cycle. I don't know if this is like a full-fledged relationship. And if it continues on, I feel like it could be PRE. Like, I just don't know. Like, I don't know. What do they, I mean, they, he used to date Irina. She's with, or was seen with Tom Brady now. Like, she, Gigi, you know, was dating. Oh Leo. yeah, what Maybe happened? She Wait, likes... What happened to Irina and Tom? That seems like it's cooled off. We were getting new stories every so day, and now it seems off. like it's cooled off. And then she was seemingly like back seen with Bradley on vacation, but I don't know if that was a co-parenting thing. But, but they, they were like a do- posting they have a each daughter. other. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Gigi and Bradley can connect on the fact that they both have children. Like you know, she has what a three-year-old now with Zane, three or four. Yeah. Oh so my God. Maybe... Playdates. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. You, I just don't you buy this I, one yet. I don't buy this one yet. You know what I love is that uh, the guy who wears a t-shirt over his head now that used to make music, he's <laughs> like in Italy with his new wife, Bianca Sensori, yeah. uh, Kanye Pest. Um, yeah. He, uh, I love the Daily Mail now does daily updates on Kanye. Like he, today he was spotted at a Starbucks having a Frappuccino with a t-shirt. Like he has the whole t-shirt on his head look. I'm just so over him. But it is interesting in terms of PR. Like I wonder if... Like, I wonder if his people try to push somewhat positive stories about him out there. And not, not that it's a positive of him. Like, it's still fucking weird watching yeah. Kanye with a T-shirt over his head drinking a Frappuccino. But it's not <laughs> him saying, like, I hate all Jews out there, which is like his normal bit. Correct. You know, like, I just wonder if that's a PR thing, too, of like, can you push some news stories of Kanye just sipping on a Frappuccino, which is not, you know, a hate crime? Yeah. I mean, I think they... Whoever is still surrounding him is probably desperate to do some hardcore damage control. Um, Because we also, you know, you want to see him being filmed drinking a Frappuccino, minding his business, because the last article we got was like, he doesn't let his quote unquote wife speak unless he lets her (laughs) and she's only allowed to say certain things. So like, yeah. And I mean, the way that she's dressed, like this poor woman, I don't know if she's under duress. I don't know if she's like, no news is bad news. I'm going to be the next Julia Fox. Like, so I'm going to ride this out. I have no idea what's going on there, but it's like hard. It's got to be wild to get this version of Kanye, like to not get like the curse, this version of kind of like, you know, the version of Kanye that was dressing, you know, like he really was setting like a style, a tr- yes. you know, a trend. And it was still like worked for like a lot of different like segments of society. And now it's like, yo, bro, I'm never going to wear a T-shirt on the head. And if I am, it's going to be a joke about you that I'm doing it. Like, so it's it's wild. And I love that we. You know, it's like this man admittedly has mental health issues, yet we mm-hmm. all just still ignore this. He can just go off and get like a, a BJ on a, a, a boat in Venice and it's all it's all gravy, like until the next thing, weird thing happens with him. Anywho, by the way, I could keep going on with you forever, but we have reached the end of our time. <laughs> Lex, uh, tell us what what do you got going on? What do you, uh, Anything to, to look out Honestly, for? Honestly, listen. Article, find on our Instagram. It's great. Yes. Vogue articles on my Instagram and TikTok. I am my goal now to the end of the year. I'm just going to put this out there. I want to get to a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Okay. I'm at like 94.995,000. Oh, you can get there. I'm just going to, that's like my main focus right now. So if you happen to be on TikTok, give me a follow at Lex Nico. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest at Lex Nico too. And I'm just out there doing the news. How often are you posting on TikTok? Every day, pretty much, yeah. I see. I can't do it. I mean, it's too much going on. Like, I try to do one, and then, like, it'll be, like, but then I just can't get into that habit of doing it every day, and then I just think everything I say is stupid, so it's like I judge myself too harshly to do it every, but you got to do it every day to build it, right? 
You really do. Sorry, the dog is barking now. We've come to okay, a, come to the end. The dog. We is gotta barking, go. The but, dog's barking. Um, um, we definitely. You have to post every day very consistently, and you got to follow up with those video comments and things like that. But I enjoy it, and there's enough to talk about. You know, Taylor and Travis have kept us busy for the time being, and now I'm gonna go full deep on this Beckham thing. I, I made one video, but I'm like ready to go. I love it. So I love, I love that Beckham documentary so much. I'm a sports girly now, as we talked about in the beginning, I'm very excited. Um, and Lex, uh, when I'm back in LA or if I'm, you're in New York. Oh, is that your mom? (laughs) She just went, hi, this is Nico. Okay. 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 Say hi, mom. (laughs) Hi. Okay. Bye. Folks, I hope you enjoyed Lex Nico as much as I did. Now I wanted to talk about a couple of other solo pop culture stories with you. I just realized, I think why I'm in such a good mood is uh, that I have not watched the new iteration of 90 Day Fiance yet. Usually I will talk to you guys after I watch 90 Day Fiance each Sunday and I'm just horrified. I'm just scared of everybody that I've just watched for two hours, but I haven't done that to myself. I'm going to use that as like visual melatonin to sleep uh, after this. So I didn't watch that. And I'm kind of, because there's a new 90 day fiance on that started Sunday night. So we get to meet a bunch of new people that shouldn't be together. And that's always exciting. (laughs) But I did watch, so I watched Real Housewives of New York tonight. I watched Watch What Happens Live and I watched Sister Wives. Now, Sister Wives is on TLC and I've talked about it here and there, but I want to talk about tonight's episode if you will join me on this journey of Sister Wives for just a couple of minutes because I want to start off with amazing news. Now, this wasn't on the show, but this happened this weekend. Now, Sister Wives star Christine Brown marries David Woolley in, quote, sexy, elegant wedding. They had a People Magazine exclusive. Get that bread, Christine. Yeah, start making that Cody money that he kept from you guys. So basically, if you don't know, Sister Wives is about like a polygamous uh, family that uh, has now, it it, it was at its height. He uh, He had four wives and now he's down to just one. He's down, this guy, this Cody, This Cody is trying to do more to keep the hair on his head than he is any of these women around him. He's got one wife now, and I just, I even hope she gets out. I mean, and I I don't really like her, or the show presents her in a way that I feel she is very unlikable. But this Christine Brown had the courage last season to finally say, hey, this is not the life I want to live and move on. And she has found a new man. And this man, he's completely bald. He has like a white goatee, but he's completely bald. And I thought, so funny. This looks like a proud, bald man, as opposed to Cody, who would be the most insecure bald man. Cody is, is Cody's going to be bald in our lifetime. But as I say every week, he has like these ringlets of hair. He has these little tendrils of hair, these little octopus arms that he thinks is not fooling us, that he's got this beautiful rock star head of hair and he does it. And we all know, because if he turns to the left or he turns to the right, you're like, ah, Cody, I see what's happening with the hair. We all know what's happening, dude. But anyways, they got married in Moab, Utah, And get this, guess how many people were at the wedding? No, you're all wrong. 330 people. 330 people? What the fuck? Oh my God. Okay, so here's some details. By the way, Christine's only 51 years old and David is 59. 
Uh, Christine tells people it's a fairy tale. It's everything I never thought I would have. I get to walk down the aisle to David, him just looking at me the way he does. It's a dream come true. That's all we want for anybody, right? To like be looked at in a loving manner, to, to have love in their lives. And this is an official wedding. This is official marriage because she wasn't officially married to Cody because the polygamous laws in our country are probably what it should be. You probably shouldn't be able to legally marry four people. Um, so she says the festivities for the couple's nuptials began on Friday night with a scenic dinner cruise down the Colorado River. That actually sounds dangerous. That sounds like I'd be the guy that dies at Christine's wedding. I'm like, ah, how did he fall into the Colorado River? She says, we just like the idea of having as much family and friends there as possible. We're going to have so much fun. That sounds very much like Christine, by the way. She's always like professor positive and I really, I really like her. I'm very happy about this. If you can't tell when it came to the decor for the outdoor nuptials, wedding planner, Danielle Rothweiler incorporated the natural colors of their stunning backdrop, including pops of rust, dusty rose, mauve, deep plunge, plum and peachy corral. Okay. I'm checking out. I really don't care about colors. Uh, the view, the scenery, it's unreal. Wooly says you can't beat it. The happy celebration fulfilled a longtime wish for Brown. Quote, she wants to be able to wear a white dress and walk down the aisle with her dad. Oh, she never got to do that on her first marriage. She wants all the bells and whistles. Adds Brown, it's true. I do want the big white wedding. Brown's son, Payton, um, who we see on the show, and her father escorted her in a dress from Boda Bridal. Ooh, I hear good things about Boda. I don't know. I don't know. To the altar where she joined Wooly. The dress featured, I don't care about the dress. Um, oh, I wish Christine would have been on say yes to the dress. That would have been cool. Anyways, makeup. I don't know. They, they have pictures of the cake. The cake looks beautiful, but there only seems to be three cakes right here. And there's no way that can feed 330 people. Quote, we're going to have a slew of kids and grand grandkids walk down the aisle in between the parents, our officiant David and me. We wanted to make it as family oriented as possible. Uh, after a passionate kiss, they were introduced as Mr. and Mrs. Woolley to cheers from the crowd as At Last by Etta James played. Following the short and sweet ceremony, the couple joined their guests under a tent decked out with breathtaking lights and flowers for the reception. Um, wouldn't it be great? It was like the wedding reception was DJed by DJ James Kennedy. Yeah, guys night, one with a mustache. Guys night, fuck Cody. All right. Sparkling apple cider and champagne was served along with Moscow mules and mojitos during cocktail hour, followed by a buffet dinner that included roast beef, barbecue chicken, cowboy potato. What are cowboy potatoes? Is that when like, like cowboy, like somebody with a boot steps on it, uh, baked beans and corn on the cob. Oh my God. Think about the, the poos, the poops at this wedding for dessert. The couple cut into a three tier naked cake. Oh, watch out. For the newlyweds who first met on a dating website in 2022, was it like Farmers Only or something like uh, Christian Mingle? Falling in love came naturally. Brown jokes she was immediately intrigued by Wooly's beautiful profile. Um, all the right pictures, she says. It was him with those eyes. You know what? I want to be looked at with those eyes for the rest of my life. Him with his grandkids and at Disneyland and then him on a beach. I'm like, yes, sign me up for all that. I'm... Really, he says, I'm really very lucky and very happy that someone let her go because she's a unicorn. Oh, my God, that someone let her go because Cody did let her go. Oh, my God, you guys. And then there's a picture. Janelle came to the wedding and Janelle looks beautiful. You guys, if you don't watch the show, you don't understand. Like, it's, this is really personal for me. This is really personal for me. I'm getting teary. 
Oh my God. I love this so much. Okay. Okay. Um, keep it together. You're a reporter, Ryan. Uh, oh wait, Wooly, who's a dad of eight. Oh my God. Was also previously married before his wife died in 2012. Thank God. Thank God. Christine snapped him up before he was going to be on the golden bachelor. He says, after my wife passed away, I dated and I just could never find somebody. I knew Christine was the one. It just feels so right. Adds uh, Christine, David is just home. I feel like whenever we're together, we just create this amazing unity together. We're a solid unit and whatever goes on around us just do, doesn't even matter. Being married together just solidifies us together. Oh my God, this is a long article. Anywho, wow. Hell yeah. All right. Okay, good. So we know... Okay, we know Janelle was there, but was anybody, did Cody like dress up in disguise? Was he like with binoculars in Utah? Like, how dare you leave me? Oh my God, Mary, help me. Mary, by the way, we gotta, we're going to talk about tonight's episode. So Robin is the one remaining wife right now. Robin has like the furrowed brow at all times, the extreme brow line. And she's like, she looks like Kylie Jenner if Kylie Jenner had not gotten anything done to her lips or face. Like she looks like the older version of Kylie Jenner if you took away all the augmentation that Kylie Jenner has done. And she's always crying like, this is not what I wanted to grow old with my sister wives. And this Cody, man, this Cody is a piece of work. It is like toxic masculinity, yet I don't think he watches the show and I don't think he realizes how he presents himself. So this man has learned dick in like 18 seasons of the show. He's not learned anything. And he's one of those guys that like all of this is being done to him and he plays no part in it. Well, anyways, Janelle and him this season, like Janelle was like, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. I don't want anything to do. But then at the end of this week's episode, they agree to like go to dinner and he makes a reservation at the nicest place, I guess, in Sedona. And he's all like, he's like, she doesn't know. I'm going to surprise her. Like, uh, you know, but almost that kind of nice thing you do not to do something nice for somebody, but like, see like, Hey, look at this. So you already know it's like bad vibes, but on the car ride over to get her, he's like, I'm like, Oh my God. It's like a first date. Are we going to, am I going to get lucky? And I'm like, dude, uh, if I, Ooh, if this guy goes in to try to like make out, but unfortunately they cut the cameras off, but she does not want anything to do with Cody. So don't worry there. But Cody's all like, I want to make this work. And then you have poor Mary, but Mary, it's hard to feel bad for her because she's just Mary, if that makes sense. And Mary has to go back. She keeps talking about her business. I got to go back to this place in Flagstaff for my business. And her business is like an MLL, MLM clothing thing. I, I zone out all the time, but she like, I, I feel like the way she talks, she's like on the Forbes 500 list. And she's like, I got to go do this. Cody could give a rip. She's like, I want to make this work. So I just want to let you know, I'm going to be gone a lot more for my business, but don't worry. I'm not leaving. And he's like, well, you know, great. You know, you don't have to stay here. And then he, he's like, why don't you, why don't you come move in? Like he wants to put her in a crawl space where he keeps all his like junk from over the years. He's like, yeah, you can probably move in here. We'll put you in the back with all the stuff. And this guy, like he just, he does not want it to work at all with her. And it's so funny because it's, it's so funny. The whole show is so ridiculous, you guys. And it's such a slow paced show. So it takes a while to get into because when you're first watching, I remember first watching and going, oh, this is stupid. You know, like it's kind of, but then it just creeps up on you and you get really into it. And then you appreciate how like 
just slow it is. And I mean that in a good way. But this Robin, Robin wants Mary to stay in there. Like with all, she's like, Mary, do not leave me. Do not leave me alone with this man. It is the wildest show. But anyways, I was so happy to hear that about Christine. That made my heart feel good. And it looked beautiful in the pictures. 330 people. What does David do for a living? My God. How many cameos is Christine having to make for this? Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, so yeah, I watched that. That's like a kind of a little bit of a summation of um, Sister Wives. Now, Real Housewives in New York, I'll do a full recap over on the Patreon this week. Here's the deal. We're 13 episodes in. Next week is the season finale, and then we'll have a two-part reunion. I almost feel like I'm a broken record complaining about Psy, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. I think she thinks she's serving right now. I think she thinks like, oh my God, I'm bringing it this season. Like it almost feels like she thinks she's going to be a fan favorite and she's just not. It just comes off angry and bitter. And even when she has the right to be angry or kind of like, oh, it's a little weird. You told a story about, you know, your family after I was talking about losing my mom, you know, she has a leg to stand on here and there, but the way she presents it is so fucking mean. And Jessel, I started off this season disliking Jessel, and now she is a favorite. But you've got to look at Jessel as somebody that wants to fit in. She's always like, well, let me tell you how I'm like that as well, so you can approve of me and and like me and consider me one of your friends. And it never works for Jessel. Jessel is like Charlie Brown. You know, it's like, it's just womp, womp. But I love her for that. And Cy especially, Aaron to a little bit of a degree, Cy, it really is mean girl behavior. It's it's attacking in a sense. And she does it with such brutal force. It's like, chill out. Why are you getting this bothered about something? Why are you like, literally, we are all human beings on this earth. Why are you getting this pressed? Like, it is obvious that Jessel just wants to fit in. And the way she's doubling and tripling down, she's done the same thing. And it's just, frankly, it's getting old and it's making me kind of divorce myself from looking at her story and, you know, her actual feelings. I mean, this week she was talking about like her family's all these artists. We all create something. And it's like, you're a, you're a creator in the sense that you push brands. Like that's not to me. I, I don't consider, I don't know. I was thinking about this. I just sometimes don't consider influencers creatives in the sense of how I view art. I think it's amazing. But at the end of the day, your art is to push other people's products. I feel like sometimes art for me, at least it's like your, your own thoughts, your own opinions, and it's creating your own work. You know, the, the artists that I appreciate. And sometimes I'm like, it's creative in the sense of, yeah, you did a low angle and a filter to push this purse and these shoes that you got for free. I don't know. And, and I've tried, I'm trying so hard to reconfigure how I think about influencers in my head, but it sometimes it does still reek of just being vapid and it doesn't, it doesn't inspire creativity in me when I look at it, but also I'm not a girl. I mean, girls probably, I, I, I probably shouldn't talk about this part of it because it's, I'm not the intended artist for size creations. I'm just so, da- I'm just like, dude, you're, they're probably all coming back for a second season, maybe not Jenna, but I bet there's going to be no real changes because I think you do have to invest in housewives. You can't just one and done people, even though we want, want them to. And the fact that we are all making such a stink about Cy is probably guaranteed her a second season. So we have to be realistic about that, but we can't be angry about that either. We should try to potentially look at it as, okay, 
how will she possibly change? Wouldn't that be exciting to watch if we see a big change inside this next season? I mean, that might be interesting if she actually gets the feedback and it changes who she is as a person. I'm like, I'd be down to see that. I'd be down to see an awkward season from Psy where she realizes she ain't the shit (laughs) and see how that goes. But sometimes with these people with overinflated egos, they just double down, double down, double down, double down. And it just completely destroys any originality I've, I've found with these shows, especially. Shout out Bethany Frankel, Bethany Frankel, what up Frankel? So that's Real Housewives in New York. And then Uba, Uba, I got Uba hot sauce from Samaj uh, Bledson who sent it to me. And it's really good, you guys. I really like Uba hot sauce. I need to make a video about it. But I keep, like I said, it's hard for me to put myself on camera. I feel like such a, just, it's a hurdle I got to jump over. But uh, she was on with uh, Matt Rogers from Las Los Culturistas. Uh, him and Bowen and he was on and he was great. They gave him a minute at the end to do a like, you know, no, you didn't segment. And he did it about Tom Sandoval and it was great. I loved it. He was so good. You should check that out. I think that clips on watch what happens live Instagram and Twitter page. It's worth checking out, but I love that. I always say that watch what happens live is kind of my happy spot. I just, I, I, I just dig that show. So that's what I watched today. Now, what do you guys have to watch this week? You got a big week coming up. You did, okay, New York, Sister Wives, uh, 90 Day Fiance. That was all tonight, Sunday night, right? Then on Friday, this past Friday, you got to watch the new season of Love After Lockup. They're like a couple, I don't know how many episodes they're in on the new season, but I am loving that show. It's on We, (laughs) the network We, but every Friday night, it's like my special show. It's my special show. Uh, So that David Beckham Netflix docuseries, four parts, Check that out if you can. And then Monday, we just started the new season. We're two episodes in. We'll have the third one tonight, Below Deck Med, uh, with Captain Sandy Yawn. Yawn. But I love it. I love every Below Deck iteration, franchise. Uh, So this new season... You know, it's still, we're getting the lay of the land. We're getting, we have a little bit of a fight with the interior people right now. We'll see how that plays out in this next episode tonight. But it's always, it's Below Deck is just one of the easiest shows to watch. And it's really middle of the road. And I don't, I mean that in a good way, where you're not like throwing shit at the TV like Scandaball, where you're just like, ah, Captain Sandy's in everybody's business again. Well, it's Captain Sandy, I guess. So that's on Monday. Plus, you have 90 Day Fiance Monday edition. You have 90 Day Fiance Sunday and 90 Day Fiance Monday. Uh, They also put those all on Max, which used to be HBO Max. You can find those all on Max. And then we get into Housewives. So then on Tuesday, we have the new episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which is great this season. On Wednesday, we have the season finale of Real Housewives of Orange County, the second part of the reunion, where I hope uh, Shannon is able to walk back her comments about Gina's children. Gina had a really great performance. And I hate to say performance because what inspired that performance were her kids, a very real aspect of her life that really fired her up. And also, I like I say, it's it's weird. I feel sympathy and empathy towards Heather Dubrow this season. That's how weird of a season it is. And that's the voodoo in which you do. And by you do, I mean Tamara creates. Is that you, Tamara creates an environment where you feel bad for Heather Dubrow. 
And uh, I love that. I love that about Tamara. Uh, you know, as I get older and wiser, it's like, I don't, when I say I don't like a character, it doesn't mean I want them off the show. Like Tamara, this, it's just wild. I just can't imagine the the chaos it must be to be Tamara in her own head. Like Tamara is like working 30 different angles all at once. It's like a beautiful mind, but it's no complex math problem. It's just all women and gathering information and how she's going to use it to somebody else's downfall. So I'm sure we'll have Vicky Gunvalson having a surprise pop out on the second episode. I mean, she was on enough episodes this season. Uh, so, but then it'll be over after this. So that will be good. We can move, move on to the, uh, the next housewives because we got a big, we got a big end of the, uh, end of the month, beginning of the, uh, November <laughs> end of the month, beginning of the November month. We got that coming. Cause we got Beverly Hills, Potomac married to medicine. Uh, we got Miami and we got trailers for all of these last week or in the last week and a half. And all of those, I'm very excited. My Married to Medicine journey, if you followed it, has been so slow. But man, I mean, this is going to be, they. everybody says that it's caught up with Married to Medicine, say it's the best show on Bravo. And it's one of those shows that I don't know why it's escaped my eyes for so long. And I think it's like when somebody tells you it's so good, you have this natural resistance to it sometimes, which I hate it because I tell you guys to watch so many things. You're like, fuck you, Ryan. I ain't watching that show. But this is going to be, I think it's going to be really great. I'm going to follow along, even though I probably will not be caught up, but I want to support. I'm very excited about that, but just a lot of good reality television on right now. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing 30 different things. We talked with Lex, Saturday Night Live comes back this Saturday. This year, DVR is going to be working overtime. I'm watching the new season of Survivor, which I'm enjoying. I have to watch Dancing with the Stars because of Ariana. I'm dipping in and out of Special Forces on Fox. You have The Masked Singer as well on Wednesday, which Tom Sandoval got uh, let go of that show this week. He was the diver, you guys. But there is just so much goodness out there right now. You just got to look for it. Usually people say that about humanity. You got to find the goodness in everybody's lives. But I say it about television. (laughs) I say it about television. Um, Also, I just wanted to mention real quick, and this is probably one of the weirdest pivots, but I do talk about it with my dad for a brief second, just in terms of hate and in terms of the conflict that uh, is going to that 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 arose over the weekend with Hamas and Israel, and obviously what will continue to be happening this week. And I'm very scared for what's about to happen this week. And uh, I, I, obviously, it's a very delicate situation. And somebody that uh, has been talking about housewives and Tamra and and sister wives, I'm not going to have the right things to say. I've been trying to read and talk to people this weekend. Uh, that have more perspective than I do on this. Um, And it's all right not to say anything. And I understand that. But I wanted to to also say, you can hold places in your heart for, uh, I don't sometimes need the 30 reasons of why something happened. I can really just mourn the loss of life, the brutality, the kidnapping, the bloodshed that I saw, and and be really afraid for the bloodshed that we're about to see. Um, But uh, I just think there is no place in life for that. And it, it saddens me. And I, I also just realized how lucky I am. And a lot of us are, uh, to live in the place that we live, even though we do see a lot of hate and hate seems to be ramped up in this country, uh, especially in the last decade. Um, and I don't have any answers and I'm looking for some and, uh, I'm trying to read as much as I can. And it seems like such a delicate thing that has been going on. I mean, 
I don't want to bring in prophecies and I don't want to bring in any of that stuff, but it is just uh, so heartbreaking when you learn the histories of these things. Uh, but I wanted to say that I am aware of what goes on in the world. I, uh, you know, I'm just not sometimes that show, even though I would love to be able to speak about this intelligently. Uh, but I usually shoot from the hip and from the heart. And I can say I'm just horrified from some of the things that I saw and read this weekend. And I really do pray uh, for peace. And that sometimes seems to be the hardest thing to achieve in your lifetime, my lifetime. And that's really, really sad. Uh, wow. What a... Well, I think this helped it. I think, I think, oh, I think we figured it all out. You guys, uh, send me in, send me in, but it, it, it's weighed, uh, heavy on me all weekend. And I hope, uh, I hope you guys have given it a little thought yourselves. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, yeah, I have nothing. Uh, oh, I have nothing to add to this that will actually help. Um, Okay. <laughs> oh my God. That was a horrible place to do this. Cause I literally am now about to talk about the Drake album. And that's just, I'm horrified. I'm just, I'm a gross individual. I'm so sorry. That is just, it really, you know, it's like when you think about real conflict and then you think about the conflict I talk about this on show, like on this show between like housewives or like pop stars. And it just does not compare. It does not you know, there's obviously real life. And then we get to have the privilege. I get to have the privilege to forget all about real life and talk about these things. Um, but yeah, I, uh, anyways, uh, okay. You know what? Let's even go sillier than that. Then let's, uh, let's double down. Let's, this is a story that got sent to me today. Um, that I uh, I was cracking up. You know, Jax Taylor, you remember this guy? You got this Jax Taylor from Vanderpump Rules. He's uh, back on TV again pretty soon on Peacock with Vanderpump Valley and season 11 of uh, Vanderpump Rules he'll appear on. This was a news item from this week on page six, which by the way, I got a couple of the guys from page six on the show this week. This is the headline. JetBlue flight from JFK to LAX turned back to gate when Jax Taylor's first class seat malfunctioned. This is great. It says an annoyed source tells page six that Jax Taylor allegedly caused a flight from JFK to LAX turnaround on the runway last week, causing a massive delay. Quote, it made the plane two and a half hours late because they were already on the runway and it was raining, said a steamed source who added that the buzz aboard the plane was that the reality star was having a fit over his seat, not reclining. But Taylor's rep tells page six, the reality star didn't have a tood and that the delay wasn't his fault. A faulty seat was to blame. Quote, the pl- by the way, is the representative of Jax, is it Jax? Like it's Jax's own PR guy. Here's the deal. This is the quote. The plane did not come back to the gate due to any uproar. His seat was in the bad position in first class and the plane is unable to take it off if it is not upright. He was not able to sit in the seat. It was not working. It was not his fault that the seat wouldn't move from the bed position. Either way, the delay still caused a headache for international travelers on the plane who subsequently had a scramble to get to their next flights and make connections. Quote, there were 13 passengers going to Singapore and China who had to rush off the plane. They had like an hour to deplane and get to another terminal before the doors closed. 
The flyer tells us it was initially unclear what the hubbub was all about. People were upset, but not like rioting, just frustrated and gossiping when we returned to park to the gate. Could you imagine if they did riot? Who threw the first brick at JetBlue? <laughs> Anyways, Jax says he even has this in his Instagram stories that no, he did not do it. It was the faulty chair. It's not true. Um, but I love that it happened to Jax, but also I will question, it said the bed would, the, the chair wouldn't come out of the bed position. So is it saying that Jax sat there and reclined it to the bed position? And then when they took off, it wouldn't get back up or was the, because if, if that didn't happen, the, the chair would have already been in the upright position when Jax came on, if that's the rule. So that means Jax put it in the bed position and then by takeoff, it wouldn't come back into the regular chair. We need answers. This is Watergate. We need to know. I wonder if Jax was like, I mean, I really truly, and this is where it's like, God, we have everybody filming everything all day, every day on TikTok. Nobody got eyes on Jax Taylor. We have all these people on planes going, that sucker isn't real. That's an alien. We had that lady flip out. We had all these people rioting on planes over the last year. We have them all on film on TikTok. You can't get Jax Taylor getting off the plane with the chair. That leads me to believe he didn't throw any kind of fit, but who knows? This is just what a what an interesting, what a crazy story. What a crazy story. Okay, now on to Drake. Drake, who is like to me right now the incel version of Willy Wonka. Um, he seems like he has a massive problem with women in just his lyrics. He this album for all the dogs that came out on Friday. I have not listened to it. I will listen to it. I, I try to listen to as many new albums as I can. I will say my nephew Watermelon or Connor, we can start calling him on this show. I said, did you listen to the new Drake album? He's like, yeah, it was like, it was like whack, no cap. He was just like, he goes, the production was off. And I guess this guy that he loves is Yeet, this rapper Yeet, which he tried to like show me some. And I was like, Man, what is it with your generation? You guys just do not like melodies. You don't like melodies at all. It's all like hidden in the beat. It's just so monotone. It all, I don't know. I know I'm just getting old, but he said this Drake album was too long. It was boring at times. He said it was okay here and there, but he said it felt like the production wasn't finished. So Drake, you get an old boy, you fall in. But Drake has been touring now for the last couple of months. And at the tour, he's like this Willy Wonka where he's like, you know, some guy said some girl dumped him at a concert, like, you know, oh, I was going to bring this girl, but she dumped me. And then Drake was like, I'm going to give you 50, 50 G's to flex on her. And then everybody was like, then the whole crowd was chanting, chanting, fuck that B, fuck that B, the B-I-T-C-H word. Fuck that. I don't know why I'm saying the F word. And I'm like, fuck that B-I-T-C-H. So they were all screaming that. And he, you know, it's like, it's like, this is like incel behavior, dude. He had a whole uh, song and there's a, a diss track that kind of knocks Rihanna a little bit and says like, kind of, she wasn't any good at sex and makes fun of ASAP Rocky. And my friend was like, I, Marissa, who was telling you about this. She was like, I went for ASAP Rocky to respond. And I was like, no, that's what Drake wants. This is what all these rappers get into problems. Cause they get sucked into this. And it's like, ASAP Rocky, do not respond. You are living a good life. 
You are living a good life. You do not need to respond. It is stronger when you don't respond. He wants you to respond. This is how massive beef gets started that is not necessary at all. He wants this. He wants to be in the news. And I like Drake, but I will say, Drake has never gotten better than the Take Care album. I'm sorry. The Take Care album is a work of art. That is a masterpiece album. One of my favorite albums of all time, Take Care by Drake. But since then, it's like tracks. There's not been a cohesive album that I've just loved. He also, in his diss track, said anti-anti, which is anti's Rihanna's album. And he's like, anti-anti. It's like very clever. But this guy, he just encouraged It just feels like some woman or many women hurt him along the way. And now he tries to diss a lot of women and like, oh, yo, I'm going to do this. But he also is just giving away massive amounts of money at his concerts. And I'm like, what a weird carrot toppy thing to do. It's like a prop concert where he's just giving it's Willy Wonka behavior. I just wish you would hate on women a little bit less. I, I don't know. And sometimes uh, anyway, <laughs> I love me. I have no rap background at all. Please let me tell you my thoughts on (laughs) this. Okay, as we uh, start winding down here, because we have all week, guys. And remember, this is the somebody I read some comment. They're like, are you going to cover the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer? And I was like, yeah, I did a 40 minute segment on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer last week. But these shows, you guys remember, it's a variety show. You're going to hear Jack Osborne, but before you hear Jack Osborne, you're going to hear a 40-minute segment of me doing all the voices for Beverly Hills, because I will be recapping that show on here. So you have that. You have uh, you had my friend uh, you had my friend come on and talk about uh, the history of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Mahomes' wife, Brittany, and how it all fits into the Taylor Swift extended universe. You get a lot of different things with this show. So if you see a guest, it doesn't just mean that guest is the entire show. No, I did that entire 40 minute. You hear the trailer. I break it all down and I thought it was great. So remember just, you know, it's like a lot of people will listen to the pop culture roundup or a solo recap, but remember there's little bits and there's timestamps in there. So you know exactly where they start. So remember, check out all the episodes, or I know that's a lot to keep up with, but just remember they're there. Just look at the notes and you'll be able to see what I cover when, because I try to get as much into these shows as humanly possible as some of you guys are well, well aware. Um, Oh my God. I'm going to talk about this tomorrow because Kim Zolciak is now potentially dating Chet Hanks, Tom Hanks's son. And I've got to do, I've got to do at least five minutes on that. I'm not going to do that tonight. Um, you know what? That's it. You guys, that's it. We had a nice little, little nice little, little mini, mini pop culture solo thing. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Here's something that just came in about Bella Hadid. Uh, Marissa just sent me this. Bella Hadid's ex, Mark's, Mark Klanman, seen out with Hayes Kadra, sister of Simi, who is now with Abel. Abel is the guy, that's the weekend's real name. And Phi is their brother. Bella was good friends with both, and now both are seemingly with her exes. Ooh, trouble in Hadid verse. Oh, uh, this is from Dumois. Hayes Kadra, Phi's sister, and Bella Hadid's ex-boyfriend, Mark, having lunch in Danan Parfardi in Paris with other two girls. Oh, so these two exes are having dinner with two other girls. Okay, cool, cool. Got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's another one. Uh, Ariana Grande settles divorce with Dalton Gomez. So there was a prenup and a payout. And this Dalton Gomez, so they had a very short-lived marriage, and Ariana Grande now is with Ethan Slater, the star, one of the stars of Wicked. 
um, the movie. So Ariana had to pay Dalton one thousand one sorry one one million two hundred and fifty thousand dollars tax free, and Dalton is going to get the money up front, so there will be no spousal support. So that's what, and Ariana will pay up to twenty five thousand dollars of Dalton's attorney fees. So Dalton, you're probably heartbroken, but you got a you got a one point two five million tax free coming at you. That is that's so bad it's good, brother. Good job. And now you got the rest of your life. You had Ariana. That's pretty good. That'll look good on the dating apps. You do a picture of you and Ariana, like getting, getting married. And they'll be like, oh, this guy used to be married to Ariana Grande. I want to see what's what. That's a, they, are you talking? Most guys on dating apps hold up pictures of fishes. You would have one of you and Ariana Grande getting married. That's amazing. Okay, folks. That's it for this, but let's get on to somebody who is very amazing in my life, and that is my dad, Bill Bailey. Now, I want to let you know up front, there is a little bit, my mic had a faulty cord. I did this on a a Zoom recorder, not online, so with microphones, and after the fact, I found out my cord was a little faulty, so my voice goes in and out at a a couple of points, so that might annoy you, but I want to let you know, I know. But stick with it because I think my dad says a lot of really amazing things if you are interested in my dad's journey, which a lot of you have been. But I just want to let you know I'm aware of that sound issue. It's not something that I can fix and post, unfortunately, since it wasn't anything on my computer. So just wanted you to be aware. And uh, it's not my dad's fault. It's mine, Ryan Bailey. Anyways, here he is, the one, the only, Bill Bailey. But I'm here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm sitting across from the one and only Bill Bailey. Welcome, uh, welcome back to the show. Good to be back. Thanks uh, for having me back. I'm surprised. Thanks for having me back. Uh, this is the first time I've been back to the house since I left, I guess, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks. After, oh, hold the mic closer to you. Oh, uh, yeah, you know how to choke up on that mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You think I'm mom? Yeah. <laughs> hey, see, at this point, uh, now we miss her going, oh, Bill. Oh, it is weird really. talking to you on the couch when we would usually be talking to mom and she would have a big vat of wine in her hand. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Actually. And you would say a bunch of weird sexual jokes yeah. and she would uh, be kind mad of tu- at you. It kind of turned her on. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> um, so people, I will say this. I since I had you on and 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 you know a lot of people will DM me or email me about you checking in on you. Oh nice. Um and even today I posted a picture of you and some girl by the way I got a, some girl goes Hey, listen, I know he's going through a rough time, but uh, when he's ready to date again, is that a, would that be weird if yeah. I asked your dad out? Well, keep keep my number. Yeah. So, um, but I guess, you know, because people say it really does help them hearing you talk about it or me talk about it. How are you doing? Doing much better today. Uh, it's been rough. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to lie. It's been rough and. I've been fighting a cold and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and you weren't sleeping. You're not sleeping not, very wasn't well. sleeping at all and depression and all. All pretty common. You know, re- actually, all pretty common. Did something bad happen recently? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Ask mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. It's, but I'm, I'm, I got to be honest with you. Today's one of the best days I've had since the journey began. You got to take credit for that, really. Oh, yeah. be, no. no, by the way, the, he's, what it is is he took, uh, he took NyQuil. And he finally made himself pass out. Yeah, really. And he got, got actual sleep. I really got a good night's sleep, yeah. I mean, that does. I mean, that does really gives you a positive outlook on yeah. if you actually have sleep. Yeah, really. It's amazing, huh? But, yeah, uh, yeah but but I'm, I'm glad you're here. It's always good to have you here. Yeah. No, it, I thought it would be 
weird coming back after being away for a couple of weeks and sure. you know like you see all the memories and how you talked about you stay here and sometimes you'll just pace uh, and you'll go in yeah. and then you said oh i read about that that's actually normal it's, it's yeah pacing. and i yep. thought i would have a lot of that and i you know it's very still like home yeah it well it's home and, and mom's here you know yeah i mean she, she definitely yeah i yeah. Woke up in the middle of the night thinking she was yelling at me. (laughs) (laughs) Probably because you didn't put stuff away. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, I've tried to be cleaner this time than normally am. Uh, By the way, yeah, but dad did. Dad was doing laundry today. He's been folding clothes all day. Yeah, really. I mean, she would be really proud of you. And it's only me. (laughs) Yeah, I I know. I was like, (laughs) man, really. um, So I guess over the last couple of weeks, I mean, I don't. I don't think you have tons of perspective on this. Neither do neither do any of us because mm-hmm. it's still so recent. Right. But what are you noticing? You know, when mom was sick, you know, would you think about what it was going to be like after she had passed? Did you even let yourself? Because mom would always be. Mom would be. Well, I'm not going to be here, <laughs> and she. I'm not going to be here. So you guys got to get it together. Like she would say that. <laughs> I know, really. Um, you know, I, I didn't think that much. About, I mean, I knew it, of course. Yeah. I knew what the final outcome was. Yeah. And, um, but and did you worry I, I about really, yourself yeah, in but, that of how you would handle it? Yeah. Uh, I'm really surprised, you know, how he broke down. And, um, but, you know, and, uh, but like I say, no, it was, it was really tough. And, and I'm kind of surprised, you know, I'm not, I mean, I'm not strong. I mean, you know, yeah. I was really weak. And uh, well, none of us thought you were going to be strong. <laughs> you sound like mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, but no, it, it like I said, it's just really hard. And I try not. I wasn't in denial because I knew the outcome. Yeah. But you don't think about it. It it almost became natural. You know, the journey almost became natural until it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the, at the last couple of weeks were just not good. Are you tired of talking about it? No, not at all. It's good to talk about it. I mean, I think it is good to talk about it. It's like one of those things that not only keep her memory alive, but it is interesting how many stories and it inspires other people to tell their stories yeah. and everybody that's gone through this or, or going through this right now or will go right, through exactly. this. It does seem to have some sort of effect. It, it really does. And, um, you know, I just, um, it is what it is. Yeah. And we deal with it. And I have my family, thank goodness. And it was so good to be at Kara's last night. Yeah, and wasn't that nice? And, and, a, and a wonderful dinner. I mean, yeah, short ribs. And oh, I mean, she really. Wonderful. She did it good. And, but it was very, very, it was nice family time last night. Yeah. And at lunch today was interesting. With yeah, we went out with the the guys, uh, Watermelon and his dad. Yeah, and it was interesting. He was, he was doing, uh, Watermelon's <laughs> doing great. He's, He's doing going amazing. back to school tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like where... I mean, the thing I was thinking about is, you know, this house is so you guys, but yep. at a certain point, you know, I was like, oh, you know, you're you're still sleeping on the couch, which is very normal. You yep. want to, you're not ready to go. I'm sleep. not ready yet. I, I'm sleeping in there, which I guess I'm ready for it. It's a more who knows? I may, sl- may I may join you tonight. Oh well, that <laughs> was just what Mom predicted. But uh, no, I would. I, I was wondering. I was like, did you ever think? Oh, we should just. Uh, we should just make this a whole new room uh, uh, with a new bed and a new like paint job or whatever. Do you ever think about that to make it more accustomed to who you are and your style? Yep. Or is this like a museum to mom in a sense? No, not at all. Uh, I mean, it is a museum yeah, to mom. Course. I mean, it's yeah. our bedroom and everything. And uh, But, um, you know, 
trying to get my what we, could, we could do a water <laughs> we, no do it in the bed we could do a water bed we could do a whole new no, i don't want a water bed we had that for like yeah. 20 years my <laughs> goodness i mean not to divert i was telling the audience a we know how you guys were like big into water beds yeah. and then my first like one of my first big boy beds was a water bed. yeah exactly yeah I mean, what was the deal with water beds mom really she just loved the she loved the water bed the well she, you know what she liked you know how and it's funny because how she used to get so cold, she liked because of the heat. Yeah, because you would heat actually up yeah, the waterbed. Yeah. And you know, to me, and it, it helped her back. And it was okay. I got used to it. It was no big deal. See, I always thought it was you that liked the waterbed. No, it was no. like, a, like a swinging thing or something. No, and it didn't really enhance our sexual, you know. Abilities. I don't think anything would have, <laughs> nor do I need to know that. Yeah, but no, do you ever think about like, oh, I should redo this or maybe this would actually help? I have. I'm going to, obviously, going to get new carpet. Well, yeah. I'm going to carpet and all the the back rooms i want to get new carpets i'm getting a new mattress and uh that's pretty much it because i was like i could walk in yesterday and i was like this could be a complete bachelor pad it could be just yeah. trash everywhere and all that but it looks <laughs> it looks nicer than 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 with mom yeah with, well yeah i mean with all that stuff mom had in there yeah yeah but no i'm, I'm gonna just new mattress new carpet because yeah. you know a lot of a lot of stains and stuff on yeah. the carpet yeah. and all that kind of stuff but you know and uh, so that's one of my first projects. I was thinking about, I was talking in the show, I mean, maybe last week, was that we assign, uh, you know, with animals, you know, with dogs and stuff like that. I was talking about Brooklyn, is that I would always assign emotions to Brooklyn. Or when we were uh, splitting up, me and Amber, right. like, oh, uh, you know, the dog is so sad. Oh, my God. In reality, the dog might not have been that sad, and we just assign emotions to like animals and stuff. Sure. But sometimes when I think about you, I'll be like, it could go two ways. You could get really depressed, and that kind of depression could overtake you, yep. or you could have this not new lease on life, but wow, you know. I'll see Becky afterwards after yeah, all yeah. this craziness of life of is over yep. and ride this out. You know, you know, your mom is still alive at 99 Unbelievable. years old. Unbelievable. Yes. Like you could ride this out. You have good friends. You have us, you know, very nice. Very fortunate. You have a lot of, I mean, but I, I wonder, it's like, do you have that choice in your head of like, what do you think day to day of like, sometimes I just want to give up, not give up in terms of no. like, you know, no, I um, obviously I've gone through depression. I'm sure there'll be more depression. Oh, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty severe. And, uh, but yeah, I think about mom and I get depressed. And, uh, you know, I talk to her several times a day and all that. You know how she likes to talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, but you're saying you talk to mom in heaven and is it just you being quiet and, and she's just monologuing? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice up there. Yeah. <laughs> good wine, really good wine. You know, I mean, what if mom gets kicked out of heaven because she's drank too much? Wine? <laughs> well, she'll join Aunt Kathy, I guess. Yeah. You know? Aunt Kathy, her sister, she she really liked her wine too. Yeah. So it, I guess it was a a family trait. Yeah, yeah. I've been drinking a week now. Actually, yeah. I was like, uh. I uh, that's interesting because I was pretty. I wasn't going overboard, but I was having you know good Jamesons at least every night. Yeah, you know, I'd have a Jamesons and everything, and and um, but I haven't had a. I haven't had a drink in a week either. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it wasn't like a choice, but then at the same time, I was like, oh, I'm busy. It's not really yeah. happening anything right now. Yeah. I'm not, you know. It's just, well, f- to me, it was escapism and, you know, and um, and, and I'm ashamed to, miss, to mention this, but, you know, I started smoking during yeah. the journey. Uh, I'm on my way to quitting, and, and I will, but uh, it was just, 
sitting, I'd sit on our patio and and uh, look at the sky, especially at night with the stars in Jameson's and smoke a cigarette. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean it's good that you would call yourself out on those things. Oh yeah, yeah. I understand. One one thing, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but but I'm pretty practical. I'm pretty bottom yeah. line. I I know what I'm going through. I know what it is. You know, I, I've read a lot, and hospice was just amazing with all the materials, you know, and everything. So I kind of knew it and everything, and uh, but it just uh, it's it, it's hard, you know. And, yeah. uh, and it should be hard for somebody that matters so much yeah. and somebody that mattered to so many. That should be hard, and it's trying to find, or what I think is find, those memories that actually you can make joy out of. Well, yeah, a lot of good memories. What is left behind yeah. and trying to turn that into some sort of a positive. But. Right, yeah. Well, thank goodness I have my family, you know. I mean, thank goodness. Thank goodness I'm with God. And that that is a comfort for me yeah. and for Mom. It was very much of a comfort. And, uh, you know, I, I do the Bible study thing on Monday nights with the kids, which I truly, really enjoy. You know, I, I learn so much from them. They're supposed to learn from me. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, I have this one kid. I won't mention his name in case he's listening. <laughs> really smart. I mean, he's nine years old. Mr. Bailey, this is how you say that. Mr. <laughs> Bailey, hey, Tim, up yours. <laughs> but he's a smart kid, kind of, kind of an arrogant kid, but takes all kinds. Good did, you ever, did you ever just slam this kid against a wall and say, hey, listen, bud, this is not what God wants? I haven't been alone with him. Yeah, <laughs> you're not legally allowed to be alone with him. Um, uh, I was watching, there's a new show on ABC called, uh, you know, how they have the bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. They have the golden bachelor. Yeah. Now, I saw ads for and that. it's a 74 year old man who lost, uh, his wife of 43 years yeah. and he's actually a good guy. And then all 20 ladies of appropriate age are competing for the left. So could you be the second season of the golden bachelor? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was like this guy, I mean, I, then I was like, ah, dad would get loaded the first night. He would throw up on somebody. Yeah. Well, I probably would, yeah, but it was, it was like I'd still real... do it. It'd be a hell of a ride. But... <laughs> But it'd be interesting, but no, you know, we'll see. And, and, uh, but yeah, it's just weird. It's yeah. still weird. Uh, I'll never get used to it and I don't want to. No, should I mean, you think about that long of, uh, of a life and you guys right. being together and then what you've created and even you couldn't forget. I mean, you, you know, you see Kara, you see me, like you, there's yeah. no way you could ever forget it, you know? No, no way. And I, and I don't want to. Yeah, you know, exactly. To. And uh, but yeah. what about your anger? I don't have anger. My, I have anger. Yeah. I, you, yeah. What? I just think it's, you know, it just still just pisses me off in terms of oh, yeah. going out the way she did. And, it was, and, that uh, was, it was so for bad. That took pride in control. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, that, that was control, yeah. and especially in that last week and that us having week to was, do what we did. That you was know, really, that was, that, that, it doesn't make me angry. It makes me sad for mom that this strong, independent, beautiful woman was basically an infant. But we don't know how much she was even aware. I mean, like she was yelling at us in the moment, but <laughs> she wouldn't, she couldn't really communicate in terms no. of thoughts or feelings, yeah. but just, but I just imagined less like, and, and, and if she was having thoughts of look at these two idiots trying to like carry me or look at these two idiots know, trying really, to change like, me. I knew they couldn't do it. You know? Yeah. And I think, I, I think I was just angry about the situation too, because I, in my head, you know, even though I was like, okay, two months, we got two months and then it really ended within a week. And yeah, I think that yeah. was still... That was that was really a shock. That was still kind of shocking each yeah. night or day waking up or having a couple hours of sleep and going like, oh my oh, God. Yeah. Was, we, we didn't get much sleep, did we? No, I mean, our just... Uh, our, uh, 
I mean, endorphins and our stress level was so high. Oh, geez. And I think my body's finally starting to come down from that a little bit. Yeah, I'm I, coming down. I'm just, eating again regularly. I mean, I lost 12 pounds. Yeah, yeah. You know, God, I, I gained pounds. 12 pounds. I mean, like, I'm lucky, lucky, geez. Yeah, I, lost, yeah. well, I wasn't eating. And everybody was sending you food, too. It was like the perfect time to eat. Well, that was before she died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we ate. Yeah. <laughs> that was so cool, though. Thanks again, everybody. That was so wonderful. Yeah, it really, I mean, truly was. But it is funny how... People like checking on you. They want to know you. Yeah. They want to hear from you. They were so blown away to hear from you a couple of weeks ago and really want to stay in touch with your journey and things yeah, like that. Well, I, I don't mind. I really like doing it. And, you know, they, they're your listeners and, you know, and uh, we appreciate it. Mom was always keeping track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just got to check out. Well, we have all of those cards and letters and yeah. all of that stuff. I mean, I will say it is interesting. Like I used to do things. I, I used to put things off almost just to hear mom yell at me because there was something comforting and having something like, oh, don't forget this. Yeah. And it is funny. It's like now you're like, oh, man, I don't have anybody to truly yell at me yeah, right. when I don't do something anymore. And how much you just miss even that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Just everyday life. That's just I mean, I mean, you had it 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. 20. Yeah. Well, yeah but uh, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I got to be with mom. I'm glad we gave her the care that we did. The love that we did, yeah, you know. So no, I, I don't regret it, and I'm not angry. I, I don't have angry, and I don't have anger. Uh, I really don't. I, I just like you know. I don't even say why, but I do say why. Yeah, you know, I do say why. Uh, you know, a lot of people say why God, why? Well, you know, God has a plan for all of us, so I, I can't explain it. But you know, it just, um, yeah. Well, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday, or maybe it was today, where. I was just saying at the very end, I, you know, we were wondering what her thoughts were, yeah, yeah. but I was just saying like, I just can't imagine at the end, I feel like all I'm going to be thinking is, oh man, I don't want to leave the party yet. Or, oh man, like you guys get to keep going and like live in. I, I think the same and thing. I, I was thinking all those times when, you know, I mean, there was that one night with Connie, her cousin that yeah. came and. The, you know, she has that place in Italy. Yeah. And she was like, well, well you got to come. You got to come. And I just thought, mom's probably looking there going, these bastards are going to go to Italy. <laughs> I want to go, and these bastards are going to go to Italy. Well, I'm kind of counting on it. <laughs> I won't be surprised. I was just thinking, I was like, man, I would just be so bummed that I probably won't be able to go to this party or won't be yeah. able to go exactly. to this function. Well, you all know? the things. You know, I look at the grandkids. I see Connor and Addison. I think, you know, mom won't see him grow up. She won't see him going into adulthood. Yeah, you know, she see how they work out and everything. Uh, I mean, she got to you know, she got to be with him, you know, for what Connor sixteen years. And, yeah. But uh, but I think about that. I think about no more traveling, no more trips, because you know how much we love to travel. Well, that's the other question I was going to ask you is in terms of traveling. Like you know, listen, you love traveling. Yeah. You've always been a world traveler. But a lot of that was with mom. You know, are you going to travel again? I don't see it. Really? I, I, don't, I don't see traveling by Not myself. Not even with a friend or anything? Well, with a friend or something. Depends what, how old she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, no. this is a So Bad It's Good contest. <laughs> Who wants to go overseas with my dad and there take care go. of him? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, um, yeah, I just don't see traveling by myself. I really don't. Oh, that's different. I'm not talking about going to Europe or Asia. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, who knows? I'd love to go back to Barcelona. I'd love to go back to London. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, a lot of places I want to see. 
and um, you know, I never we never made it to to uh, South Africa. I mean, yeah, that was a whole journey. Yeah, yeah. We were, that was really disappointing. Thank you, pandemic. Yeah, thank, yeah. yeah, God. Um, and then finally, I mean, we were talking about the Israel Palestine conflict, and yeah, I don't want to get yeah. too deep into that. But no. it, what we were talking about in terms of just and and how you always end the show with people of like, don't hate. Yeah, is that I, I've thought you know just about anger hatred and, and why we have a lot of hate in our hearts. Oh. I think a lot of that can be directed humorously and in a, sometimes a positive way. Absolutely. Where do you think hatred comes from? And that's a really big question, but where do you think, why are we so uh, in a vacuum of hate a lot of the times? Well, I think it's our culture nowadays. I mean, you know, I've been around for, what, 75 years, and uh, it's never been like this. It's never been that I know of. Yeah, you know, but it's never been. But does every hatred. person your age feel like it's never been like this? But it actually. I mean, you went to Vietnam. You yeah. fought in like you saw friends die. You saw yeah. you know you were on battlefields picking up people and putting them in a helicopter. Yeah. I mean, that seems pretty hateful. Like, or is it just that we're so much more plugged in with news and people telling us that we hate each other? Well, you know, hate it, it's acceptable now. It's, yeah, it's, it's okay to hate. Yeah, you know, it's and okay. it's fun. We people make it fun. People, you know, like. Yeah. Part of the political system of just like shitting on people, but and... it's so bad. You, you know, hate does not doesn't your body any good at all. It's not good to hate, and you know, if you can't love, just be neutral. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I hate hate. Yeah, well, I'd say that. <laughs> hey, that's a t-shirt, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, it, it 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 really saddens me. Yeah, uh, how things are nowadays. The hate, how we hate each other, and. You know, and say the most terrible things to each other. Yeah. You know, but then again, let me put this in again. You know, but, you know, like I said before, I witnessed the goodness and kindness of people for yeah. all your listeners. I mean, that's true. I mean, I mean then, that's not hate. That, that's love. Like I mean, it's really, you're right. So, you know, I guess we, we, you know, we can't look at everything with the big umbrella. We got to look, folk, you know, on that. And, but we just hear about hate. Yeah. You know, it's all yeah. we hear about is hate. Yeah, that's right. You're, you're totally right. We don't look at those instances where somebody took the time to oh. write mom a letter or took the time Absolutely. to send us something. And that's like an individual thing. And I think there there is this blanket statement of like, we hate. And maybe you're right. Maybe we have to look a little more microscopically, microscopically <laughs> individual cases and look how much love there is. There is. There's so much love out there and, and everything. And, and um, we just need to be kind to each other. That's all we need to do. You know, no matter if we disagree or whatever, you know, I think I've said this before a couple of years ago, and I've said a lot. When I was a kid, there used to be a saying politically wise, I may not agree with what you say, but I'll fight for your right to say it. Nowadays, you know, I may not agree with what you say, and I'll hate you for saying it, and I'll try to destroy you yeah. for saying it. I think you've said it before that, but you said it, and fuck you. Did I? Yeah, you're okay. like, okay, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, yeah. That, <laughs> but that's kind of right, is I'll destroy you instead of, you know, we used to be a kind of like, listen, this, that's what freedom is about. That's yeah. what, you know, I mean, censor, I'm I able mean, to really. express my opinion yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. Uh, but I, I have faith. I, 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 I'm very optimistic about the future. Uh, from from your listeners, I see I see kids. I see the kids that when I do the Bible study fellowship thing. Yeah. I see the people there, the men there. Uh, you know, really good people out there. Yeah, really, and they don't all listen to you. They should, but they don't. <laughs> yeah, but, no, please <laughs> let's I curse and all that stuff. Um, and 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 then you know, listen, and this is what you know. There are other. We want to give a, a special shout out to your friend Charlie. Oh yeah, good old Charlie. You know, ninety. Nine, Charlie was 90 years old. He was a 
he was a Buckeye. He went to Ohio State. He lived in Columbus for a while where I did, and he's 90, and I met him at the club. Well, Mom met him at the met Sarah at the club, his wife. And then we went down. From, that's when I started drinking. Was it 16 drinking. years ago? Uh, no, we've only been here 10, so it's been oh, 10 years. Okay. We've only been in Gilbert 10 years. You've only been in Gilbert 10 years? Yeah. I thought it was way longer than that. No, we oh. moved here in 90, so 13 years. I'm sorry. Yeah, 13 okay. years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, July, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. actually. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, no, Charlie's a good man. Uh, really interesting. This man led a very interesting life. Yeah, he really, I mean, I, I've been over there a lot. And uh, I, I miss him. And every Saturday during football season, I'd go down and watch Ohio State game with him. Yeah. I really missed that yesterday. Well, that and the crazy thing was, I was in New York, and I thought I was like, I didn't think I read the text right because yeah. this happened within a day. They found something, and within a day, two days. He, two days, he was gone. He was gone. And I was like, and it was this, it was the Friday, and it was like, you know, I always think on Fridays about mom because that's yeah. when she passed. And I was like, my God, this just happened out of nowhere. Life really just, I mean, it lived a good life. Sarah, but Sarah's yeah, here, his daughter yeah. Reagan, oh, who yeah, we love. Yeah. And so, no, it was good. He, you know, and, uh, but it's just weird. I mean, you know, that, that was shocking to me. Really, yeah. really shocking. And I went down, you know, I've talked with Sarah, of course, his wife. And, yeah. You know, so we, a lot of hugs and everything. And Yeah. As I mean, like they surrounded us with love during oh, that very time much too. So, so very it's, much so. it's just where you're like, oh God, how much more can you? And by the way, if you keep that in your thoughts. Because now he's got melanoma on his head. <laughs> he's got skin cancer on his forehead. <laughs> on his they just found that out this week. So yeah. it's. Hopefully, I mean, it is treatable, but oh, yeah, like, yeah. my they God. caught it early enough that the dermatologist said. I mean, did anybody just come and shit on you this week? Does that I mean, know, like, is there really. anything else that can happen? I think mom's mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, as you requested, the one and only Bill Bailey. Next time he comes on, we'll make him do something fun and make him watch one of the shitty Bravo shows oh, and yeah, see what his opinions yeah. are. I always enjoyed that, actually. Yeah, I mean, there's. Like, fun, by the way, yeah. that's not changing. That's yeah, still that, the same. That was fun. Yeah. And that's the other point. I, I always, in the new year, we're going to start doing live shows. And I always pictured you and mom coming, but yeah, yeah. hopefully you'll come and be on sure, stage and absolutely. do a little bit too. So sure. No, I appreciate it and everything, but anyway, I'm, I'm glad we talked again. And, and again, thank you everybody. Thank you so very much. Mm. And uh, don't hate pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Betches.